What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday. Way back Wednesday. Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream where we kick the facts. And we don't give a fox about your feelings. Today's episode, how weak, how women dominate weak men and how you should play it. We're going to talk about a couple of manipulation tactics that women use to dominate weak men and get men in a weaker position, mostly in America. We're going to talk about that. Also, why women get bored of monogamy before men do. We're going to have a woman back up one of the claims that I've made here about what? Women getting bored in monogamous relationships. And we're going to explain why. We're going to have a woman explain why. And then we're going to tell you guys for a lot of you guys that are sucker for love ninjas that think you hitting your girl right, we're going to talk about why women get bored in monogamy before men do. All right, we're going to break that down. Also, we have Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We have Doom and Gloom CGA. We also have a segment of how men become disposable. We have several stories of women telling men that men are dying alone. Also, fathers losing custody in relationships of their adult children. And we have much, much more related to that topic as well. Also, we're going to cover in a long show. I don't have a deadline like I did yesterday. Um, we're going to also talk about uh, how men become kings, how men can become kings. Anyway, great show for you lined up today. But do me a favor to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app Venmo. Coach Greg Adams CV, PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that's pinned to the top of the live chat. On the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel, but I must let you know that you in here with the Bruce Wayne it is ish. New, 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 new world. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the Notorious One. New, 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 AKA new Mr. Cochellini, better known as the Prognosticator Cochadamus. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF, that is every woman's fantasy, the whole effing show. Senior Gregorio Graybeard, Mr. Third Leg Greg, the CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed Greatest Show here on YouTube, the best edutainment here on YouTube, also known as the Chocolate and Confucius, the Black Moses of this, and also CGA, See God Allah, and I'll be the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. The enlightener, the 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 uh the leader of the ten toes up gang. All right. Anyway, we got a lot going on in here. Anyway, anyway, um, let me get to the earlier contributors to the day show, and we'll get right into the lesson today. Shout out to my and he says, did you ever take up that free helicopter training? Well, no, it's not free. I'm sure, it's not free, but I know what you're talking about. But I'm still alive. All right, but it's on my menu. Shout out to Albert Wesker says if. XXs can't dominate you. She'll call you a narcissist. And you're on to it. Albert West. Wesker talks about the tactics that women will use to get you into submission. All right. To get you into submission. But there's a there's a there's a sad part of that story. There's a sad part of that story. Stephen White says CGA update looks like I'm getting my kids. My ex is going to pretrial on January 10th, and it's three counts, class six felony minimum. One year's in jail or one year. 
I guess she's not moving to Wyoming next month. It's saddening, man. Steven is going through it as well. If you don't remember, Steven's ex wanted to move to Wyoming for a job, and then it seemed fishy. He was going to fight for custody. Then she got into a bind. I believe I can't remember what crime she committed, but it looks like she committed a felony. Um, and now it looks like the kids are going to go over to Steven. Steven was my, Steven was thinking about getting back with this woman. All right, so shout out to you on that one. Congratulations. Hopefully everything goes well and she takes a deal and takes her monkey ass to jail. Shout out to T-Mon Jr. K on the coach. He says, just saw the new Napoleon movie. There's a scene where he couldn't make an error with this barren wife. So his mom got him a young, fertile, supple 18-year-old. How despicable and disgraceful. Tell me more. <laughs> right? Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, that was when men had power. You know what I mean? You know, passing on your, passing on your legacy to an heir means something. Now ninjas trying to make legacies and they ain't got nothing to show for it. Honda Accord ass, Honda Civic ass ninjas. All right, coach, but I want a legacy. You making slaves, but tell me more. 18, young, fer fertile, and supple. She having my baby. All right, she having my baby out here. Where's the baby noise? I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. Step to the side, ma'am. <laughs> Step to the side. Let the junior college come through. Hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do out here. I had a funny, I had another clip I was going to show you. I don't even know where this clip is. I might have deleted it. Daniel McGee says, you doing a show for the holiday or taking it off? I will be here in the morning, tomorrow morning for a short, brief show. All right, it won't be a long one. That's what he said. But, um... <laughs> Uh, it will be a short show. It won't be a three, four or variety. It'll, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half. I'll try to keep it nice and tight. It'll pr probably start at the same time. But I know some of you people on the East Coast, it'll almost be lunchtime by the time I finish the show. So I want y'all to get to y'all, you know, tryptophan. I want you to get to y'all swine tomorrow. Get y'all swine. Shout out to Southside Militia. Props for talking about family court. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. The family court mafia in the building listening new, to new, me. New, new, new world Man, order. shout out to you, brothers. I'm here to expose the family court. I am. All right. And so I appreciate the lessons that they give me. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Albert said, you said it yesterday that criminals have more rights than divorced men in America. Now that's scary. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, criminals have more rights than divorced men in this country. And anybody who, or men that are getting divorced, anybody who disagrees with me, I will break it down to you. Criminals literally have more rights. Jay Flo, I give thanks to CGA and the MFing coach gang in the building. Wear your Jimmy hats when you hitting those giblets out here. All right, when you feeling that warm embrace. Anthony D91 says, CGA, time to practice what you preach and go fixes your ex-wife's bind. All right, and give her all your damn money. <laughs> she said, I'm in a bind, Nate. Now, nah. hey, I have one rule. If you cross me, I certainly cannot help you. All right, the, 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 the bind fixing requires, um, it, it requires a mutual transaction, right? Bind fixing requires a mutual transaction. Juco, 
says he's headed to Colombia to clap some cheeks. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, be real mahogany says some of y'all ain't prepared for marital missionary. I pray she doesn't tell you she is already stuffed. Happy Thanksgiving Day out here. All right, wasn't soul food on Thanksgiving Day? And when that guy cheated with the young uh, cousin, well, he wasn't, it wasn't his cousin, but you know what I mean. It was like his sister-in-law, and he boned her all in the back of the gym or something. Was that soul food? <laughs> I think it was. E. Brian Blair is in the building. He says, thanks for everything, coach. Monk mode activated. Oh, man. Sorry, brothers, man. Listen, I want you guys to have fun with women. Women are fun. Women are fun. But they are also complicated. We're going to talk about that part. They're more complicated than us. And I don't know why women are complicated. Well, I do know why women are complicated. Yeah. Shout out to El Santo who sneaks in at the end of last night's show. He said, I saw, I saw a couple of JUCOs saying they work on a reel from the guy that asked, what do you do for a living? They were at the JUCO. He said, capping goat rent is due out here. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Shout out to you. You came in right at the end of the day show. So if it's out of context, that would be why. Last couple here, and then we're going to get on with the show. We're going to start with doom and gloom and a very important thing that we need to highlight. Today is a special day here in America. No, not a special friend. It is a special day. And if you don't know, I'll remind you and everybody should be cognizant of it. Wowzers. All right. Okay, here we go right here. Uh, Wow. Okay, I'm going to have to come back to this one. This is a very, very <laughs> long Long super chat. All right. I'm going to have to come back to that one. All right. Hold on for a second. Let me get these brothers here. It was the wife's cousin. Okay. Thank you for soul food. The wife's cousin. She was a little baddie piece of hot calico. Shout out to Jose says about your age gap video. This was and is the norm in South America. On average, there's a 10 to 15 year age gap. I remember the girl I asked to prom in the 11th grade turned me down. Showed up with the dude that was in medical school. Wow. Yeah, you know, we live in a new world. You know, they, they call it the Western world. And the American culture, the age gap got crushed somewhere in the 19, I'm going to say 1960s. 1960s and, you know, people, but, but that's when it got crushed. Before that, it was, you know, there was always a wide age gap, even quite uncomfortable, actually, because women were more seen as a, a piece of property, but also... The men that only most of the men that married married because they were in an advantageous financial position, right? They own land. They actually had land passed down to them. So there was a bartering system. Women were property. They went along with it. And oftentimes men selected young women, young wives, 20, even younger than that, especially in the antebellum South, the woman could be 15 or 16. So uh, we've come a long way. Have we come the right way? I'm not quite sure. If we become the right way, because now we got 43 year old women trying to get married and shit. Mm. Now, come on. Did you have it? Let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in the middle. All right. Anyway. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Pierre says, looking at the Cassie and Diddy drama, we should start asking these so-called victims that come out if they had to choose a form of justice, would they rather be paid monetarily or see the person in prison? 
see how many of them victims victims choose the money. And this is the complicated part about that case. I know people are going to be like, well, it still doesn't matter. I'm like, if you really wanted them, you throw them in jail, but that's not going to happen. And the reason why they never would pursue it criminally is because um, the burden of proof would be significantly against them, right? It, these, these cases would never see the light of day in a criminal court. These cases would never see the light of day in a criminal court. So they tried them civil, uh, in civil court, number one, because they have an advantage. It's just a preponderance of evidence as opposed to it's a reasonable doubt, right? That is a significant advantage. In the criminal court, you need a unanimous decision. In the civil court, you just, you don't need an advantage. You don't need a unanimous decision. And the court of public opinion is quite the best way to do it because all you got to do is leak the information out, put it out, and put the party that is the accused at, uh, put them on their heels where they cannot fight. There's no rules of prosecution. There's no rules of conviction. There's nothing. There's no rules. It's just chaos. And it's basically, hey, your story against his, her story against his, and that's how it goes. And then most of the time, the court of public opinion, let me play the sound. The court of public opinion is dominated by the feminine, even the, the male feminine, even the male feminine. So they're automatically going to believe that the man is guilty and he's guilty until proven innocent. In the criminal court, he's innocent until proven guilty. So you see why they don't get tried in there, in the in the criminal court. In the criminal court, you cannot produce hearsay evidence, right? You cannot just accuse somebody and then go right into the conviction phase. The person gets to at least um, cross-examine their, their accuser, right? I mean, you get to do that legally, and you're innocent until proven guilty. You see, there, there's a reason why. These people play it this way. The court of public opinion is filled with morons. They're going to go into the feminine. It's a gynocentric court of public opinion. You beat the person to the story. You put the evidence out. Like the other person, literally, you can just ambush. Like in the courts of the criminal court, even in the family court, ambushing people with accusations and even evidence is not, you can't do that. You understand? This is why these cases never go criminal. Because in the criminal court, you have to produce your evidence. The other side gets to see the evidence, cross-examine the evidence, actually get evidence against the evidence. Then the evidence that the one party has, the accuser has, is presented. Then the other side gets to cross-examine. They get to provide testimony, expert opinion. They got to have, you got to have the evidence of said claims. You have to produce receipts. Now, all I have to do is find one lie in your testimony. All I have to do as a defendant is to find one lie. So if you say we were at this hotel on this date, all I have to do is produce a receipt and say I wasn't there. And your whole testimony and evidence is flushed down a toilet. It, you have to throw it away. Only one lie. Falsus and unus is falsus and omnibus. That's the challenge in this criminal court. right? That's the challenge. And once you lob this allegation, if it is proven not true, no double jeopardy, you cannot try me again if indeed I was um, not convicted of it. I mean, th these are the things that we know, and this is why they're never going to criminal court. They'll never go. It's just too difficult for the accuser to prove the case, and especially when you have time in between the incident, it's just too way too difficult to prove. So the court of public opinion is actually where you try it, and that's where it is. The new hustle, uh, lawsuits are the new divorce, 
And so you, it's sad that you can, it's sad that you can, um, we, we can arrive at one person just saying, Hey, this happened in a, in a, uh, what, what you would call what Cassie had was basically, she just said, these are my claims. And then we, we, um, we convicted Diddy just on her story alone. I mean, that is literally not how you're supposed to do it. Now, could she have been 100% correct? Yes. But in our country, mob rule has been eliminated. In our country, uh, uh, vigilante justice is not a, a form of justice. Ambushing people with the story and then convicting them without having the other side present is not the definition of justice. Like, and that's exactly what happened. So I would hope that you guys wouldn't be put in these situations here. Could she be, have been accurate? Yes. But you still have to try it against cross-examination, produce evidence with receipts. You, you still have to do this in order to convict people. But, but you know, it's sad. All right. I don't know what happened there. Shout out to Kayla says, what's up, coach? He says, women will say that men pursuing young women is predatory, but it's not predatory to go after a man who doesn't know his worth. Tell me I'm... Not lying. Tell me I'm lying. All right, a man who doesn't know his worth is a woman's wet dream. All right, she gets moist between the legs. And she gets so weak in the knees, she can hardly speak. All right, look, let's get back to the show right quick. We're going to go doom and gloom CGA. Doom and gloom CGA. Let's hit that beautiful intro. Here we go. Doom and Gloom CGA back in here. Hey, man, it is a special day out here. It is a very special day. If you guys don't know, it is JFK Assassination Day, ladies and gentlemen. A very, very dark day in the country of America. New, 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 All right, new one of the biggest order. coup was, coup d'etats was executed um, on November 22nd, 1963. And these days are etched in my mind. I was not alive. Another one was April 4th, 1968. A day that has been tried and convicted with a conspiracy. But this story is not a conspiracy. And this story tells you you are not above getting a skitty pop pop and a boom, boom, boom. All right, you're not above getting that cap. Now, this is my introduction into the cynical uh, red pill, if you will. This is, the real, this is the real red pill for me. I visited Daily Plaza um, multiple times when I'm in Dallas. Every time I'm in Dallas, I go to Daily Plaza I go to the grassy knoll. I stand there and I contemplate how big of a deal this was, man. And I'm going to tell you, it says November 21st here. This was the day of, of his arrival. And uh, obviously here it says November 21st. But but as going into the next day, that was the parade in Houston. Going into the next day, we all know what happened here. He flies into Dallas. Um, and uh, yeah, and the rest is history. Let's see if they pick it up right here. Uh, yes, they pick it up right there. Newsflash. Interesting times, man. I'm going to tell you, I was not alive during this time. But uh, when I learned of these events and the significance of them, it definitely was a life-changing event for me. And I'm going to just show you right here. I've, done, I've gone down the rabbit hole on this event. I've gone down the rabbit hole. I've got books. I've read a lot of books on this one right here, this incident. I've seen a lot of videos, documentaries, and movies. Definitely one of the most important days in our history and the direction of our American government has changed significantly since then. And there's more talk about this. I could talk about this for hours, but I will not. But if you don't know, 
maybe you should know. Yeah, pushed his wig back, gave him the JFK <laughs> head part. And uh, I know you, if you were curious as to what I believe about this event, we could talk about this for hours. This is this is the stuff I really love to talk about. So um, if you ever see me and you're like, tell me some red pill stuff, I would be not interested in talking about it. I was like, I'll just wait till I'm on a live stream to talk about it. But this I could have quite the conversation about. But crazy day. This is one of the anniversary dates of that day. Anyway, that's doom and gloom CGA. Let's go on to the next one before they give me the skitty pop pop. And a boom, boom, brr, boom. All right, the next one. Speaking of doom and gloom right here, new, 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 new uh, we have a CBDC, uh, interna- the IMF's International Monetary Fund individual. Her name is Cristalina Georgievia. I can't pronounce all of that. She has something to say about CBDC. Uh, be prepared, Ninja, because it's about to go down. That if we are to be successful, uh, CBDCs could not be fragmented national propositions. To have transactions more efficient and fairer, we need systems that connect new, new, countries. New, new, In other new, words, order. we need interoperability. Uh, and for this reason, at the IMF, we are working uh, hard on the concept of a global CBDC platform to trade and to manage risks. And my colleague, uh, uh, Tobias Adrian, will talk more about it uh, later. That if we are to be successful, uh, CBDCs could not be fragmented national propositions. To have transactions more efficient and fairer, we need systems that connect countries. In other words, we need interoperability. Uh, and for this reason, at the IMF, we are working uh, hard on the concept of a global CBDC platform new, 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 to trade new, new and to manage order. risks. And my colleague, uh, uh, Tobias Adrian, will talk more about it. All right. Thank you, Natasha. Jesus. Hey, man, chill out, Natasha. All right, man. <laughs> what is she talking about? Anastasia going crazy right now. Who elected these people? Oh, new, 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 new world order. Anyway. Anyway, there's more that I can talk about this. I can talk about this for hours, but just know that it's already being rolled out over there. Uh, you know, for the most part, Europe, uh, you know, people think America, they say America runs the world. We run the world in terms of our power, the power of our dollar. But a lot of things are centering in Europe. All right. And they are very they've been doing this for hundreds, almost thousands of years. And um, interesting thing here that I always talk about is some of the misconceptions that we might have about certain events. People talk about World War II and who won World War II. Well, uh, people think, oh, America won World War II, but people don't realize America was not even involved in World War II until the very end. You know, the very end. It lasted for about three or four years. America didn't get into it until the third year, really, until Japan did the Pearl Harbor job, and then America kind of jumped in then and were active and then did the storming the beach in Normandy and got involved late. So people say, oh, America won World War II. Well, there's a lot of people who believe communism has actually won it, and they were the people that were originally involved in it initially, and people will dispute that. But if you think about what's been happening, you have the IMF, you have the WEF, you have certain people who are in place of power, and they're, they're not Americans. Most of them aren't. <laughs> Look it up. Many of them come from those backgrounds, and they are continued to kind of push and perpetuate the power and get us to be in bed with them via, well, I can't say his name, but you know who his name is. I've done some dumb things. 
and I'll do dumb things again. So think about it, man. This is it's kind of like um it's kind of like an interesting thing, and people challenge me on it, and I don't mind you challenging me on it. Everybody has their own interpretation, but people are like America won. I was like, they barely were in the fight. They were not that. They were not in, in the fight the entire time. All right, look it up. They did not join in until the eleventh hour. All right, they did not get involved really on one side until. All right, but we also were in bed at the time with Joseph Stalin and Winston Churchill, who was an American citizen, I believe, initially. I'm sorry, he was not born in. Um, yeah, he was he was actually not born in America, but he cannot run for American politics, so he was over there in the United Kingdom. So, um, yeah, we were in bed with Joseph Stalin. Indeed, we were on that side, so they were part and partial of the people who were the victors here. Now, when you look at where we've become 80 years later, what have we become 80 years later? I mean, just look at it. Just look at it. New, 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 new world order. It is what it is. It is what it is. So anyway, man, look, do your due diligence. Don't not take my word for it. Have your own point of view and all of that and a bag of chips ahoy. But anyway, <laughs> let's, that, let's let the next doom and gloom segment uh, check you in right here. Can money buy happiness? Most Americans say yes. Okay. Can money buy happiness? Money can't buy me love. Yep, the Russians won. Exactly. I, I mean, I've been telling people that for a long time, but they just don't want to listen. Okay, Um, continuing. All right. Uh, can money buy happiness? Can money buy happiness? All right. Check this out here in this part of the story, though. Millennials say an annual income of $525,000 a year would bring them happiness. I'm rich, oh, boy. Wait a minute. Generation X and baby boomers and some Gen Z say that happiness would be around $125,000 a year. But the millennials say, you see the number on your screen. You see the number. $525,000 a year. Oh, my goodness. Hey, man. Listen, that's because the millennials are in debt. Holy mackerel, guys. Listen. And you wanted to argue with me on World War II. Wow. I think the millennials are broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. <laughs> Dead, flat, stony broke. What kind of survey is this shit? It says right here, in addition to the generational divide, men and women think very differently about money. The survey shows men would need to earn $381,000 a year to be happy, while women say an annual income of $183,000 would bring them happiness. Send it. <laughs> I don't know who's weaker, the millennials or Gen Z. I don't know who's going to lead us into hell faster faster than these two generations here man i mean we are done in terms of this but if we continue this way arguing about politics and who won the war i hope you guys are making five hundred thousand dollars anytime soon a year and i hope you'll be happy oh i'm not happy <laughs> that's doom and gloom cga Well, it happens, man. It happens to the best of us. Uh, hopefully, you guys can get to that income level. Maybe we'll talk about some blue chips to get you to a higher income. Huh? 
Yeah, maybe. All right, so do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. Strike that like button. We're going to get in the straggle and sniggle theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle and Theater is back. All right, let me see what we got for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Oh, let's take you to a weak man. All right, a weak man. Mitch is going to be mad today at this stream. All right, let's take you to a weak man. We're going somewhere in America. This is probably old footage, but we can play it. Man drives car into mall after catching his girlfriend in bed with his best friend. Wow. Okay, let's play the video. He sounds Asian. No. No, no. 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 Blow the horn. What are you doing? Oh, no. All right, man. Listen, man. We've been there. We've been there before, man. We all had our heart broken. We all fell in love, and then we all got cheated on. You know what I mean? We all did dirt, too. It's part of the game. Ninja talking, talking up to the game. Uh, there's no need to do this to yourself, man. No need to lose your freedom over a woman. I know it. Yeah, that was a guy. The ninja went full ape, ape shit. We got to get this ninja to chill. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Hey, man, you don't need to just, you know what I mean, guys? If you ever get your girl, she cheating on me, on you, man. She did you a favor, man. Young dudes, I know, man. You guys are weak in the knees. You getting your piece of girl. You think you own the woman. And, yeah, man, she going to monkey branch. She cheated on you. So big deal, ninja. You know what I mean? I know. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Ninja, I read that you go out like Stewie. Then to go out like this. And there's no need to run people over and run through the ball. <laughs> no need to do that. He probably saw a big black man splitting his little oochie, 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 his little oochie ling ling out, splitting her out in half. <laughs> and then you went full kamikaze on everybody. Did you? Yo, chill out, man. We got to get these dudes to chill out, man. Yeah, we got to get you to chill. All right, that's how ninjas, that's how weak ninjas be on my stream reacting to all the information I give you. I disagree, <laughs> right? Ninjas be, hey, coach, I disagree with you. That's how they be sounding. Yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how ninjas be sounding when they disagree with me, but uh, it is what it is. Let's go to the next one. Straggle in Sniggle Theater. Uh-oh. Mud shark alert. Mud shark alert. Now, this woman says this video is for black men only. Damn, you guys are so predictable. This video is for black men only. And she got herself bent over with her fat ass thighs and booty all up in the air. Of course, she has a short haircut, pasty pale, fat for the most part. And this is a black man's kryptonite. 
Yeah, that brother's starving. Horror black man's kryptonite. Let's go ahead and take you to the scene here. Here we go. Hello, black man. From the whole entire world, you have this beautiful snow bunny waiting for you. Oh. Oh, and, 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 and God ain't please Megan the Billy Goat. We, we, we not coming. Oh, humanity. We, we just, we just not coming. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's her, what's her IG though? Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> shout at that though. Uh-oh. I mean, she's, she's, she a white list. She ain't no black list or white. She a white list or white, but she got that thing back there. Oh, she got that thing. I do. Oh, yep. shoot. Oh. I know I was still recording. Yeah, you still recording, Ninja. Oh, oh come on, Ninja. He tried to deny his like. Uh, he was like, nah, man, I got standards. And then he didn't realize he was recording skit sniggle. All right. Oh, she got that thing back there. Ninja. She do got that thing back there. Take a look at that. If you can't see it on the screen, uh, a black man's kryptonite. Ninjas is going to be like, I'm in love with you. Loving you. I'm in love. Yeah. Ninjas love them. A big old fat sloppy. Mastodon. Ninja food. This is ninja food for ninjas. Poor ninjas for show. And rich ninjas be smashing this out. All right. This ninja starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Caught him. <laughs> Caught him. <laughs> Hello, black man. From the whole entire world, you have this beautiful snow bunny waiting for you. Come here and get it. All right, first and foremost, we need to define what a snow bunny is. <laughs> All right, this is not a snow bunny. That is a piece of pork rind. All right, here we go right here. Uh, let me see if I can. I'm going to pull up what a snow bunny is. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, let's see if I can pull up a snow bunny. All right. I mean, this would be kind of the literal and figurative definition of a snow bunny right here. I mean, this would be a snow bunny. I mean, listen. I mean, you, that, that, that's not a snow bunny. That, this is a snow bunny. All right. This would be a woman that could take you to Vail and Aspen and somewhere in Breckenridge, somewhere over in, um, over in uh, Idaho and uh, Colorado. All right. So uh, this is a snow cow. This is a snow cow. This is not a snow bunny. Wait, wait, you can't even see it. This is a snow cow. This is not a snow bunny. All right, so just because she's white doesn't mean it's a bunny. This is a snow cow right here. This is, we got to get, get this straight. There's snow cows and snow bunnies. All right, this woman can't hop. She can't do nothing. She can't, <laughs> let's go back. This would be snow bunny right there. There's a bunny and here's a cow. All right, we got to get this shit straight. Snow cow. All right, and Ninja was starving for the snow cow. And, 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 and God ain't please Megan the Billy Goat. We, we, we not coming. We, we just, we just not coming. All right? What's her, what's her IG though? Oh, <laughs> shout at that though. I mean... <laughs> She's she's she a white list. She ain't no black list or white. She a white list or white, but she got that thing back there. Oh, I do. Oh shoot. Yeah, I know I was still recording. I 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a black man's weakness. I'm going to just let you know. It's a black man's weakness. And a lot of white black women are like, see, this is ridiculous. At least have some standards. But if you show me, if I showed up with uh, Kaylee right here, if I showed up with Kaylee, you'd be like, oh, my God, they hate black women. Your mama's black. Right. You wouldn't say that if a black man actually had standards for a snow bunny, they would still be mad. But here, meet me, meet me here. Meet me here in the middle. And I'm going to tell you why. Sisters, do you want to know why ninjas are weak for snow cows? I'm going to tell you why. The sisters be like, well, if you're going to get you a white one, why you get a fat one? I'm going to tell you why. Do you guys know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because ninjas like fat women. I mean, they really don't. I mean, they would prefer to have a black woman, but most of them obese too especially down south, like 60, 60% of them are obese. So it's not like they're going to go to from an obese black woman and then go to a skinny white girl. So snow cows going to stay winning. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they already just like fat women to begin with. So they just went to a lighter shade of fat. That's all. So it wasn't like they was going to improve the body standard. They just went to another form of fat woman, and she just happened to be white. It's either black fat or white. I mean, it's just, and they mama fat too. And your mama fat. So if you wanted to know what it was, it's just a nicer fat woman. That's all. That's all. They just wanted to go to a nicer fat woman. And these women are very, very liberal with their sex. (laughs) Very liberal with their sex. Nasty, I mean. All right. And so it's groundbreaking. Right, these women sit down Indian style in front of you and then worship your, <laughs> anyway, they be worshiping you Indian style, tying their hair back like this. She be like, pull my hair back. I'm ready to serve you, serving you Indian style. But anyway, let me just, then just go for what they can afford. That's all. That's all. And obese women tend to come cheap. It's okay. And they're plentiful. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not, descri- I'm not talking negative. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Uh, next one, Straggle and Sniggle. Oh, this married man has jokes. All right, this married man has jokes. His name is Jimmy Carr. It's a very short video. Jimmy Carr talks about his girlfriend. Let's play the video. My girlfriend's younger than me, so when she's 45, I'll be with someone else. <laughs> My girlfriend's younger than me, so when she's 45, I'll be with someone else. (laughs) My girlfriend's younger than me, so when she's 45, I'll be with someone else. Yeah, and uh, that's typically how they do it over there because they got standards. Them ninjas got standards. They be like, we got standards, ninja. I ain't going to just be out here with no, hey, coach, I'm going to still hit, though. All right, abba, dabba, dabba. They be like, I got standards, ninja. Once they age up, they be useless to me. Mm-hmm. Going right back to the junior college. 45. Looks like this ride is over. Now I can afford a better bottle. I'll just afford something else. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. It is what it is, guys. I don't know what to tell you. When you have standards, you move and shake differently. When you have a little bit of money in your pocket, you move and shake a little bit differently. When you are broke ninja, you move and shake like a broke ninja shake. Oh, I almost said it. You move and shake like a broach nigga. <laughs> oh, he said it again. Anyway, anyway, let me stop before I say the N-word. This is a family show. All right. Uh, speaking of Abba Daba Daba, we have your boy, Shannon Sharp. 
Now, Shannon Sharp recently has been on his podcast. He watches the show. Shannon Sharp has been talking about a variety of things. He talked about he wanted to smash Brittany Renner. Then she had a 35 body count. The Henny didn't go down as strong as he needed to or the Cavassier or whatever the hell he drinks. Then he talked about wanting a sinner and not an old virgin. He's now talking about wanting to wife up a woman. And then he talked about he paid for a woman's divorce. Shannon Sharp is reprehensible out here. Now Shannon Sharp talks about wanting to find a wife who doesn't post constantly on social media and wants to focus on taking care of the home and children while he works. Now, does this sound familiar? This sounds very familiar. This is common conversation in what you would call these spaces, in the sphere, in the red pill space, and so forth and so on. He's even wrestling with the idea, and he's allegedly a millionaire. He's even struggling to find a mate. That is not a modern female. And in fact, he's going to uplift Savannah uh, James, who is LeBron James's wife, as the ideal wife. All right, we're going to break this down, straggle and sniggle theater style. But let's go to Shannon Sharp for a little abba dabba dabba. All right, here we go. Been in LeBron's life since she was 15. You know, but this is the thing. This is what you don't understand. That wasn't God's plan for you. God wanted you to find your Savannah on the back end. He but wanted you to the... find your Savannah on the back end. But you have to be, you see what Savannah, Savannah said, look, I'm okay with being in the back. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a wife mm-hmm. and raise the kids. Mm-hmm. Go get that. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. I'm holding it down over here. Mm-hmm. Ocho, every, you don't see Savannah trying to be in the front. Right. You don't see Savannah. She ain't on IG like that. Yeah. She, ain't on, she ain't out there talking about, oh, I got, I'm on a private plane. I'm on an mm. island. And to mm. each their own to whomever doing that. Right. But I'm saying she is content with letting mm. LeBron be out in the front mm. doing what he needs to do. She say, baby, I got the kids. Yeah. I got Bronny. I got Bryce. I got Zuri. You handle that. I got Savannah's. All right. All right. All right. All right. Shannon, man. Hey, man. I just, I just have to tell you, Shannon. That ship has sailed. That ship is sailed. All right. And just to be honest with you, you probably was whole hopping and whole hopping around when you was in the NFL. You didn't settle down then. You out here at the JUCO and you got a couple of fat pogs and a white, you got this fat white girl with you. I seen you got this sister. He been, you know, dealing with them. These women that he's hold on, let me see if I can find Shannon Sharp with this fat white girl and that black girl, that thick black girl that he's with. Shannon Sharp. Oh, let me find his Instagram. Here's the problem with his mindset. It's he he kind of too old for this shit right now. If he just wants them to get him a young Slimmy, um, I think he has children. But if he wants to get him get him a young Slimmy, um, to do this and maybe have his kids, maybe. But um, he needs to buy that. He needs to purchase that. He's trying to buy loyalty. He's trying to position himself for loyalty. He has leverage. He has options. But he's out here reaching for LeBron James and Savannah James as an example. The problem with that is they're, uh, they've been together for a long time, and they have an agreement. This is the one sister that he's with. You could tell. I think this is one of his girlfriends. Maybe is this his daughter or is, is this his daughter or a girlfriend? All right. I think this is his daughter. Where's the fat white girl? I think that's his daughter. He said, where's the fat white girl? Uh, I think that's his daughter. Where's the other woman at? All right, I'm trying to look for it here. All right, just so I can complete my point. Yeah, I just think he's trying to he's trying to find something that's not there uh, that doesn't post on IG. 
Well, he's trying to say like the Jenny Ma type. I think that's where the conversation might be coming about. Let me see here. I can't find a woman. It was during the Vegas fight. All right, anyway. I can't find her. It was a different woman. All right, so anyway, I don't know why I can't find it. Maybe it was in there and I didn't scan the pictures. All right, so anyway. Nonetheless, I think Shannon Sharp's using Savannah James as a bad example. The bad example is that Savannah James has been with LeBron James since she was younger and they were both young. They grew together and then they had the family and Savannah James decided she didn't need to be in the forefront because LeBron James was already big. And in, in Shannon's case, he's already big and already settled. Then he wants a woman, a strange woman, to come into his life after he's in his 50s and then play a role that she's not going to play. He's not going to attract the type of woman that says, okay, I want to be Susie Homemaker, right? I want to be Susie Homemaker, and I want to be here raising kids and cleaning house, and I don't want to be all on Instagram. And this woman's going to be how old? At least fertile enough to have children. So she's going to be a millennial or Gen Z out here, not on Instagram. Yeah, uh, Savannah James, they were in high school. They were down, matter of fact. Savannah James didn't marry LeBron James until after producing at least three kids. And she waited and waited. She let LeBron do what LeBron does. She turned a blind eye and she said, hey, I'm going to just ride it out with this guy. This is my guy. She's a rare, she's a rare um, breed here. But I think what Shannon's looking for, he's going to find a lot more disappointment in that because he's just not there anymore. It's, it's just not for him. You know, and a lot of guys are in this position right now here on um, in our space. I'm trying to find the woman still. But you guys are trying to find something that's just not available to you, either time-wise or how much time, how much you have to trade for that. You're not going to get a Savannah Jane. Oh, I found her. I found her. I found her. All right, I found the woman. I think this is the woman right here. So there it is. I don't know who these people are. I think the the, the dark melanated woman is the daughter and then that is the other woman. I'm not sure who this thick white woman is again. Uh, but damn, he likes them thick. All right, that is definitely a snow cow. Is that the girl he with? Boy, oh boy, he like, and she old. And she 50 plus. Not all men like younger women, I'm going to tell you that. Especially ninjas. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's playing the hope strategy. Shannon Sharp is playing the hope strategy. I hope I find me a but ninja. You're gonna be 60, 65 years old. <laughs> All right, 60, 65 years old. She do got them fat feet out. Look at her, boy. She's smashable. I would wreck her. Definitely wreck her. Uh yeah. <laughs> anyway, he got that paw. All right. Anyway, brother. And the daughter out here working with a little something too. All right. But uh yeah, and the, uh who's the ninja in the back? But uh oh, th that's his producer. So anyway. I think these ideas that Shannon Sharp has is kind of outdated for him, and he kind of needs to move on. All right, Straggle and Snickle Theater pushes on. Uh, for you guys that are looking for women who are virgins with a low body count, here we go. I'm going to ask you guys. For you guys that are under 25 years old, what body? I know you guys are concerned with body count because you're trying to make serious women out of these women. Right, my person like me, I don't care. I'm not trying to be serious with them anyway, so I don't care if they out in the streets. I'm going to the streets, end of story. Okay, but but what body count would you consider to be high on a woman? Would you consider it to be two, five, ten, 
So you're under 25, maybe, or if you're a guy today, you're under 20, you think you're under 25. You want to marry a woman. You're, you're going to be like Shannon Sharp and say, I want to marry a woman that has, uh, you know, a low body count. She's going to be wife, cook, clean, all of this stuff. All of these fantasies. All right, if you want a virgin, okay. But what about, what about if you, if some guys don't care? But remember, put your 25 lens on. What would be a high body count? You know, I'm, I'm always interested in what men say here. We got above three, three is high, 25 plus. All right, we're out here. 10 is the cutoff. 10 or more is the cutoff. Five, 23, double is a no-go. All right, three strike rule. All right, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Thank you for sharing that. Here's what we're going to talk about right here. This woman's going to describe and tell you guys about women with low body counts. All right. So this is something that you might not have considered before. So she's going to say, okay, yeah, I, I'm a woman with a low body count. But did you consider this? All right. And maybe this might change your answer if you consider what she's saying here, which there's truth in this. Let's let this sister speak. A lot of guys, you know, they brag about, well, my woman's only been with two or three men, right? And then I have to inform them. Do you know that those two or three men were said? <laughs> so there were two before you yeah. that were that were tracing uh -huh. their penis inside her vagina. Literally, oh, you came after two penises, sir. Right. Even if it's just two. I did, I did two, three. My woman only had two, three men. <laughs> well, those two, three men. Oh. All up in the face, in the ear. In the hair. All of that. Eating in her eyes. Right. It's still all hay left in the scalp. Banging from all sides, picking her up. All oh. of the, all you of the up. Woke up first thing in the morning. <laughs> put it in her mouth. Oh, so my. So does it matter if it was two or three, sir? You are still not the first. Oh, my. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, when you put it that way. <laughs> when you put it that way. This is something that a lot of guys don't consider, this potty mouth woman. You nasty girl, man. Oh, that's nasty. She like it nasty. So this is an interesting conversation now. So there might be a woman that has a 10 body count, but those guys were like maybe like only dealt with her for a short amount of time. But a woman with a two body count could have been penetrated 200 times and skeeted on and whatnot and this and that. So does that change your answer? Because you have to consider the two and weigh the two. The woman with a 10 body count could have had 10 hookups. The woman with a two body count or three could be really, really nasty and a freak with the two or three men that she's been with. Does that change your answer? Think about that. Just think about that for a second. A lot of guys don't consider that. Also, the fact that people be like, Oh, she had 10 men. She all stretched out. But it could have been 10 men for short-term hookups. But a woman with two or three body count could have been stretched out on a daily basis by those two to three men over a 10-year period. That the woman with two to three men body count could have a way higher sex ratio than the woman with 10 body count. It could be. It could be possible. It could be possible. Um, but uh, I know this to be true. I know this to be true. There's some women that are nasty out here. Shout out to the nasty girls out here. Oh, that's nasty. Hey, and women are nasty, guys. I don't care if they with you for the first time or the 50th time. 
they out here doing some nasty things out here. And they and and uh and uh I always tell guys, man, men are men are considered dirty and nasty not until you be in bed with some of these women. You see the nastiest stuff that they do. They be doing some nasty stuff. This is a family show, so I don't want to get into it, but maybe later when the kids have been put to sleep or maybe when the kids go to school. Speaking of, and this is the last straggle here, we have a woman that says this. Uh, Take a look at what she has here. Boy, boy, boy. She's barely covered up. All right, here we go. For me, and I'm speaking upon me personally, there was a point in my life where I may have been considered like a hoe or whatever whatever people considered it, right? Nowadays, I'm way more conservative. You know what I mean? Now I'm a little bit more conscious about the people that I hook up with. I'm a little bit more conscious of what my quote-unquote um, rate is. So you gotta be chill like me. That's, like, that's what you're saying now. Oh yeah, you seem chill as fuck, oh. but... If you're interviewing girls every single day, I'm sure you get a lot of pussy. For me, and I'm speaking upon me personally, there was a point in my life where I may have been considered like a hoe. All right, that doesn't surprise me at all. This is not a surprise at all. But look at these saggy waggies. Oh, my goodness. These are some droopers, man. Them some soggy, sloppy yogurt. Good Lord have mercy. Boy, and I don't know what's holding them up, but when that thing comes off, you're going to see some belly button action. Nipples to belly button. That's what you're going to see. And it's going to look like mommy milkers, man. Them things, them juggies full of milk. All right. Anyway, let's get in here. I'm glad they censored that particular video here. But there are some uncensored videos on Instagram. Full pedussies out. It's outrageous. People send them to me all the time. And I'm like, man, it's getting crazy. All right. So what did you hear here? She said she went through a hoe phase. Now, She's talking about her rate. What rate is she talking about? I'm giving you with the rate. But now she's saying that's you. And that's All you. right, I was in a whole phase, but now I'm a good woman, and I'm really not sexually uh, discriminated now. I'm, and that's you. I, I basically figure out who I uh, am with, and I don't throw that thing around. <laughs> and then I'm ready to be considerate. Uh, consider a man for a very good relationship. Yeah, here. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture All right, and i've changed and i become conservative she said i became conservative wait a minute this ma'am says she's conservative listen i know there's a lot of th- conservative is not one of them she literally is walking bare-chested down the street with some sort of strap underneath and something very very little material holding them juggies up and they got them bunched together. But, boy, I'm going to tell you, when she laying on her back, them things going to be over her shoulder. Can you throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier? <laughs> what, what what conservative she talking about? This woman is definitely for sale. And I got money. Oh, boy. Now she's looking to be taken seriously. Boy, it's tough out there for you youngins. It's real tough. <laughs> Repackage, peace, leave. Definitely a born-again Christian. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? That was the definition of sloppy yogurt right there, boy. Them, that, whoosh. All right, my Lord, have mercy. I would like to see him for a minute. What do we got here? We got some super chats. And it says, Anthony D91, shout out to you. And he says, fixes a bind. All right, be real mahogany. Some of y'all aren't. Some of y'all are preparing for marital missionary. I got that one. Did I get T-Mon Jr.? 
T. Jr. says, speaking of Napoleon, why do men have a predisposition to believe in love? Women are able to dominate men because men allow it. Napoleon arguably ran the world and allegedly he was dominated by his wife. Yeah, there's a reason why, because, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why. We'll talk about this um, situation where men allow women to dominate them and uh, it ends up backfiring on them. Backfiring. DGC more Marcellus Wiley sued for grape in the New York State Civil Court. Allegedly incident took place 20 years ago. I'm going to talk about Marcellus Wiley later on in the show. But thank you for letting us know about that one. And uh, this is another curious case. Um, that seems kind of odd. The timing seems odd. It's weird. But we have to deal with these head on because we can be all be victims of this especially if you find yourself to be a high-value man in these times out here. Your rent's due, motherfucker! I was like, Emilio says, Coach's Conspiracy Corner channel. Nah, I'm really putting a target on my back if I do that. All right, so I definitely won't. Mr. Chocolate, Chocolate says, LOL, two or three is still way better than 80. Plus, the mentality is going to be way different, all right? So he's saying no problem with men giving your woman a total package facial. And you following up on that. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's all it's all good. Shout out to the dictator says shout out to all the women who are snitching on women. He says we don't even we didn't even have to take them to the police station. All right. Shout out to you right there. Snitching on women. Well, women snitch in general. So they always going to snitch and break the code. Shout out to the wordologist channel says Shannon needs to be a passport, bro. And I would just tell you guys, if you want. If you want a woman to play a traditional woman, which oddly enough, guys, they're not, they're few and far between here in America. If you wanted to play a traditional woman, you need to leave the country. Now, with that being said, shout out to my passport bros. When you find a woman over there, she's willing to play traditional. She's going to play traditional. But you're, you're saying that there's, you're saying that there that there's not skeezers in these areas? There's a lot you're overlooking there. You can find a woman to play traditional over there, no problem. Better than you'll find one over here. And that's just the true uh, nature of it. But is she traditional? Not really. Unless you found her in a village, a small village, if you found her ass in any major city, in any of these places you fly to, she's going to play traditional. Mostly because she don't have a choice. Realize American women have choice. They can choose what they want to do and then change their mind. They can choose to focus on their career, be a whore and a skeezer. They can choose to get married young. They can choose to divorce young. They can choose to marry divorce and then marry divorce. They can choose to be traditional at the beginning and bait and switch. They can choose to follow their career and turn traditional. And they have the family court that can decide these things. They have the government to support them. In the other countries, there is no government that supports any of these things. So in essence, they kind of have to cooperate. There's no family court. There's no government. There's nobody that's going to tell them um, that um, you could just divorce them and split the money, run off with his kids. There's none of that. So in essence, they have to be very gracious about the man that came to rescue them 
from really, really bad circumstances. All right, really circumstances are terrible. Okay. So, yes, I would say if you do that, just stay over there. Do not bring that shit back over here because once they're here, they have the government to protect them and or as a bailout or escape plan to just change their mind. So it is what it is. But when you go over there, you're going to realize there's people that have been, and uh, the sad thing about this, sad thing about this, yeah, is that uh, somebody said, but I love her. One of the things you'll realize is that, unfortunately, that you might be overlooking is some women that go over there, They uh, when you go over there, they've been a part of some sort of trade, sex trade, teenage pregnancy, teenage marriage, if you're not getting them young, egg food young at that. I'm talking about egg food young, and we're not talking about Tokyo. We're talking about any of these other places. You know, you talk about going to the Philippines. They've been a part of some sort of trade. They've been sold off by parents. They've been pushed out to be bar girls, and then they start. That's how they started. Some of them did shit when they was re- really young, right? That's how they started. Some of them, if they didn't leave their little village, they were sold. By somebody else to come to the city. They're from some village. Some of them are what? They um they are um be like 18-year-old single mothers, 17-year-old, 16, teen pregnancy. Some of them get married and can't divorce. And um, you show up and you find a 24, 25-year-old egg foo young, and she been ran through. She's been in the streets. She started off in the streets as a youngin'. So it is what it is. Uh, Philippine, them women get married and knocked up way early, 16, 15, 14. By the way, the single mother rate in some of these countries are just as high as it is here in America. The single mother rate and the divorce rate, well, the divorce rate, some of them don't have divorce. The single mother rate is just as high. In the Philippines, it's, it's significantly higher. That was one of the places people say, hey, let's go over there and find a traditional woman. I mean, I look and say, yeah, I mean, she's, she's going to act traditional because she don't have divorce. She can't divorce. But you're going to find it. Yeah, it's going to be He said, they alley cats. Somebody said, this is a fact I know firsthand, and that's from Passport Gang. So, yeah, we can have these ideas, but, again, I just want to put things in perspective. Yeah, you can find a traditional woman. Yep, she'll play traditional for you. But a lot of times they're sold into sex slavery, sex trade, sold off by their parents early, sent into the city, came back. Right, right now we're 12, 13, and 14, probably disgraceful. Single mothers at 16, dude done ran off. They got married at 18, dude ran off. Now she's 26, still married. You got to go into the, somebody said the provinces. You got to go into the villages and pluck you one right off the vine. Pluck. <laughs> you got to, same thing as you go to these, ninjas be going to Colombia. It's kind of the same thing. And a lot of Venezuelan women went over to Colombia. You go over there and think these women are Colombian. They're Venezuelan. They, they're Venezuelan women that ran off. I showed you videos of this. And so they're working these areas where you frequent as a tourist, and they're certain types. They're not the authentic, right? That would be like me showing up in Los Angeles and going to Los Angeles and not going very far from the airport and the hotel, meeting women from L.A. Like, who am I likely going to meet? I got to go into the cities and the server. I got to go way into the deep parts of Los Angeles and not, and avoid all these scabs, the skeezers. You got to go deeper in anyway. 
can't just drop off at the uh, at the tourist spots and meet you a traditional wife. Somebody said, Patrice said, Colombian women know how to sell the dream. Yep. I mean, they know, they already know when you coming, Ninja. They already know you coming. All right, what are we doing here? We got Khalid Cooper. Good to see you, man. He says, what's up, CGA? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Somebody said, uh, a guy said, uh, the little sister is really their daughter. Facts. Dude, I saw this beautiful video of this. Again, I'm just using the video, and I know a lot of Filipino women. I got a little Filipina in my life right now. She's wonderful. All right. And she's definitely not an aggressive, abrasive, bitchy American woman. All right. But I don't, listen, she's still a woman to me. She's about five feet tall, <laughs> right? And she cool, and uh, she don't give me no lip or none of that. She very submissive in the bed. She do what I want. I mean, she's great. But I would never marry her, not in America. But uh, anyway, a lot of these times, man, the the her brother, her big brother is her ex husband, her daughter is her, her her sister is her daughter, and I saw this beautiful woman on here, and she was so gorgeous, she was mind blowing. But she was a single mother, and she was like a uh, barely in her twenties, and I was like, sheesh. And she way out. She was way out in the provinces. Anyway, egg foo young. All right. Oh, man. Oh, man. I like that little five foot Pina. Oh, she's good, man. She good. She good to her brother. Anyway. All right. Shout out to no, uh, Macaroni Tony. He says it's holiday season, which means family is around. So I have to listen on the sneak. I don't want diatribes about why I listen to you. Now, don't get in trouble around your family over my account. My account. I don't know. Right here, right here. All right. Don't get in trouble, man. Don't get in trouble. Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> we got, um, let me see here. We're going to get back to the show. Okay. All right. I got our brother. I don't know if I can read this. Oh, and then, oh, one more key point. Somebody says, watch out for these provincial uh, girls, you're going to support the whole family. This is facts. I mean, these are facts that we overlook, right? So if you go over there and you're like, I'll do, okay, I'll go in the province and I'll go in. A, okay, when you go in there, you're supporting her whole family. There's very rarely opportunity. You're going to just pluck her out and go and take her away. They, you could. There are some people, places where you could. But even then, you're going to be supporting the entire family. Like, that's why they saying, yes, they be giving you women. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Let me pull up that clip. All right, so yeah, man, those are part of the things. Remember, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You're going to be supporting the entire family at some particular point. And you can't even own real estate. All the real estate going to be in their name, and you bought it. So these are things that we want you to know. We don't want to sell you a dream and all of this stuff, but you go over there, you guys got to realize how the game is played. I got to find that. Oh, here it is right here. I found it. I found the clip. Let me see if I can play the clip. All right, this is a little reprehensible. Ninjas is going to be mad. But uh, in terms of Western women, Western women just have too many options to be what Shannon Sharp wants. This is what Shannon Sharp wants right here. Look at this man right here. He didn't went in there and plucked him a little lingling. It's not even takeout Thursday, right? All right, right here. It's not even takeout Thursday. He didn't went and got him one right here. All right, he got him a young bride. All right, yes, indeed. <laughs> There's no free lunch. All right, hey, if you'd be lucky to be able to pluck her up out of there, but 
He went and got him a little bride. All right, where are we at here? Let's play the whole video for you. A girl you. wants to get married, and the only way is through a selling process. The price for a girl is only one or $2,000. When an outsider, especially a man from another place, arrives, a large group of girls rushes to sell themselves, hoping to find a buyer quickly. This situation takes place in a slum in the Philippines, where each family has five or six children, and the gender ratio is severely imbalanced, with girls constituting 80. Due to the poor living conditions, they reside in small wooden houses on the water, accessible only via a single wooden bridge surrounded by sewage and garbage. The stench is overwhelming, making it difficult to imagine how they manage to live there. Despite these challenging circumstances, they enthusiastically welcome outsiders as it implies potential business. Mothers even compete to promote their unmarried daughters to the visiting men. All right, and so mothers, eat, and they bringing up what? Oh, my Lord, this is great. Okay, mothers even compete. They got to sell their daughters off. Selling them off, man. The girls are sold for a price, ranging from a few thousand to tens of thousands of Philippine pesos. All right, so, man, bro. Hey, man, listen, and, and this is the thing with Western women. We, they just have it too good. They don't have the desperation and despair. This is desperation and despair, right? Potential business. Mothers even compete to promote their unmarried daughters to the visiting men. The girls are sold for a price, ranging from a few thousand to tens of thousands of Philippine pesos, which is approximately four to five hundred U. S60 dollars for the cheaper ones and 500 US dollars. For the more attractive ones, the principle here is simple. Whoever pays gets the girl. The negotiation for the price is not too high, considering there are cheaper options available. Bargaining is also possible, given the surplus of available girls. If a good deal is struck, they might even offer a buy one, get one free deal. Oh, Jesus, man. Oh, the humanity. Hey, so look, by the way, they've been doing this for, they've been doing this for, um, centuries centuries let me let me show you in china <laughs> let me show you in china let me see here if i can find it dating street let me see if i can show you in china uh let's see if i can find that guy let's see if i can find the guy oh i found a guy but let me see if i can find it. it's a black guy in china uh here it is right here this is a marriage marketplace in china this is a merit mar mayor. This guy, I can't pronounce his name, but listen to this guy right here. Marriage marketplace in China. Here we go. So again, this is this is one advantage of Western women. Okay, and they they auctioning themselves out. And by the way, what you're seeing here is the woman here with the red phone. This is this whole place is a, a a marketplace where people go to find husbands and wives, right? And and mothers are going to find mothers and fathers are trying to find husbands for the daughters, and uh, this is because there's a just a, a a disadvantage, right? An economic disadvantage, an opportunity disadvantage, an education disadvantage, many times and so forth. So they're trying to find husbands to pawn them off. Now here's the thing: the woman here with the red phone, she's here i don't i don't think she's looking for a mate she's here calling girls to come down to see where guys are and she brought this one up and they filming them they, just, they like look at there's a handsome black man here 
So it's the blue shirt. So this woman in the in the gray with the two phones called her over like, hey, come see this guy. Here's here's one here. Now, the advantage Western women have is that. So there you see it right there. She called the uh, other blue shirt girl in like, hey, come hurry up. Yeah, hurry up. Come up. Look, black, handsome guy. All right. And she giggly. And so the advantage Western women have is they don't have to do that. They're, they don't have to be desperate like this. Like, well, you would consider it somewhat desperate. Um, somebody says she dates this dude now. Okay. All right. Shout out to, well, she found one for herself. She acted as an agent. Uh, but um, I did see that they were dating. But um, here's the thing. Western women don't have to do this, meaning they got options. They can get a career, get an education. You know what I mean? Pick the man they want to fall in love with. I'm not saying this is a disadvantage or an advantage. They don't have to be desperate. Families don't have to sell their daughters. People can fall in love. Now, this system is overwhelmingly not worked at all. All right. You have a high divorce rate of these type of relationships where in these countries, I'm sure the divorce rate is somewhat low. Okay. But Western women don't have to auction themselves off, but they are kind of selling their pussy now. I mean, it is with it. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. So they are still selling themselves sexually. And then they do this like this woman here. I mean, I'm sorry. This is a family show. This woman basically said the same thing. All right. I did have a whole face. I did sell myself. But now I'm ready to be married. And that's you. So American or Western women are doing quite the opposite move where they're selling themselves. They're having fun. And then all of a sudden they want to bring in their lives when they're 30, 32, 34, 36 and rush you right down the aisle. And. Which one's better? I mean, which one's better? Which one do you think would be the better case scenario for, um, you know, do you want that really desperate desperation in the Philippines that we saw? Do you want, oh yeah, and we do have the guy here just for those who want to know. Yep, he definitely is girlfriends with the agent or there she is right there. He definitely is dating her and the ninja showing teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. You see that? There it is. So it looks like she grabbed him up a man. She was like, I got me one. And he got him a little ling ling and he's showing his teeth. There she is. Uh-oh, he got trapped. The ninja got trapped. Oh, no. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, shout out to him here. Uh, the guy's name, if you want to see his channel, uh, I, I don't mind sharing his the channel with him. That's his channel right there. All right. And he speaks fluent Chinese. All right, shout out to him there. All right, what do you think would be better? I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. But this is kind of how, how it goes with women already. She already has a daughter. Oh, she had a, she a single mama? Oh, ninja. He got a single mama? He went over there and got a single mama? I don't understand it. <laughs> Ninja's always going for the low grade. Ninja kind of having him a nice little ling ling in the blue. And he got an old, old single mama. You done went all the way over there to get you an old. She looked like she in her 30s. All right. Anyway, listen, everybody's got ladies. We just having fun. We just having fun. He got him a leftover woman. In the end, ninjas went over there with that low. What's wrong with ninjas? Mm. <laughs> all right. White dude be going to the Filipino ghetto and bringing out fresh turnouts. Ninjas go over there and pick up the leftover women. Oh, my good Step. Mm. 
What's wrong with ninjas, man? I be trying to help y'all out, coach. We prefer use leftover women. Soggy. All right. Okay. Y'all got to think better of yourselves. I think, I think black men think really low of themselves. Like for some reason, when I tell you ninja, the, the, the woman, the way she looks is, is a definition of you. She represents you, but I prefer soggy sloppy. Okay. But ain't nothing wrong with a 52 year old, uh, knee along. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with her, but come on, man. You don't have to take that. I know she cute. She still got it. Coach Claudia, Claudia Jordan's is still fine. All right. I know she's still good looking, but please, man, can we set some standards? She represents you. Ninjas always hug them backwards and try to justify why they the catfish of the dating marketplace. Look, if you want to screw these girls behind closed doors, okay. If you want to take her to the woodshed, if you want to come up, pull up at 11 o'clock skeet and leave at 1135, all right, we good. But something about our self-esteem, man. We want to go parade this woman around. Coach, she's still good. And she got two kids. Mm. <laughs> this is just like sloppy. I think it's the self-esteem. I think it's the result of buck breaking. All right, man. Shout out to Van says, Coach, you got to clip the guy crying and add it to the soundboard for these Mitches and sucker for love ass ninjas. And can I send you a sound effect for the nanny goat? Since you talk about it most stream. Yes, indeed. Send it to, wait, are you on Locals? You can just put it on Locals. I don't know if you can get it. I don't know if you get it. Man, we, we, we be doing some weirdo behavior, man. Like, you're, you can walk with a beautiful woman. Arm peace. Arm candy. Arm candy. Arm candy, ninja. And you don't have to be that, like, fascinated by her. <laughs> I got a piece of arm candy. I'm kind of like, eh. She looks great in public, though. It, it means something. It means something. All right, what are we doing here? Off topic, what are your thoughts on headphones in the gym? This is a long one. I'm not going to read it out loud. Uh, he says, I got just done talking to an older man that used to be a college professor. I shared with him your meat acronym, and he likes it. He wrote it down. Unlike other ninjas, I gave credit to the one and only CGA. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate your response on the question. He says, uh, why, why are you wearing headphones in the gym? It's okay. Yeah, sorry. Headphones in the gym is fine. I actually prefer headphones in the gym as well. All right, let me see. I, let me do one more, then get back. We got our brother here. Charles W. says, just heard Steve Harvey say that men who date younger women are immature. I mean, listen. Mm. <laughs> I mean, where, where's the justification for that? I mean, that's obviously him catering to his female audience. How do, where do you arrive at that? What would be the reason why? And I think it's mostly because he wants to say a woman should challenge the man, but I'm going to actually show him. And he's at a disadvantage anyway with his woman. So what is he talking about? All right. Snap tech fix says 525 K. Even if they got it, it still wouldn't be, uh, they still wouldn't be happy. Give me that Reverend X in here. Shout out to the coach game. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next call. I mean, anything where, uh, here's the thing. I think the next segment is how men are discarded. For some reason, men have to take the absolute worst deal. Black men specifically. 
anytime we get a deal that is somewhat going to advantage us, we supposed to just say, nah, let's just take a worse deal. And people, if you want to find out why older women are still valuable, but not as much worth, see my previous stream. I think we talked about it yesterday. So the guy about to get a good deal worldwide, this is probably the best possible deal he can get. Then soon as he does that, they say, no, you should not want that. You've advantaged yourself. Now, what you're going to do is take your advantage and give it to a poor pimping poverty bitch, right? Give it to a poverty broad. Give it to a woman your age that just somehow didn't make it out. And shout out to the women out here on their grind. Give it to a woman that is past her prime. Give it to a woman who's a little bit desperate. Give it to a woman that has had her fun and then I was ready to settle down. Give it to a stepmother like you, Steve Harvey. That seemed to have worked out for you. You got a whole other rent skeezer out here with your last name ruining your legacy that you can't get in line for some reason. I don't know what, what is wrong with Steve Harvey. That dude is a straight-up goofball. All right, he continues to simp like crazy. Shout-out to uh, a couple more. Did I get... um? Did I get the wordologist? I did John Ellis's buy it. This time tomorrow, my Lions will be headed to nine and dose. John Stradamus told y'all it was our year. Also, never forget that men who are who owed who are owed child support were the only citizens who didn't get a stimuli che- stimmy check during the pandemic, and that's true. So we talk about how men are disadvantaged when they uh, deal with the family court. Men who owed child support. Did not get a stimulus checks. Straight criminal. Straight criminal. Second class. U.S. Army retired. This is an excellent time to remind the fellas about XX's retirement plans. If you are married 10 years or more, she gets lifetime alimony and half of your Social Security check automatically. And this is certainly true in California. So, yeah. Um, You might want to do your 10-year check if you live in the state of California, guys. Um, And then marrying an older woman gives her a retirement plan that she did not, she was not around to manifest. JC says, ninjas be in the Philippines ordering that combo piece leave. I'll have the number four with extra peanuts and mild spice, please. Rob Sawyer, world is full of something. Is this scent? World is full of scent quality women. I don't know what that means, but he says, fellas, travel and get the quality instead of trying to turn trash into treasure, you owe yourself more. And I agree with that. As much as I was talking about uh, women overseas, guys, travel first before you try to tell me about what your options are. I would tell you to travel first. Now, I've traveled, and there's some skeezers over there too. All right, but <laughs> there's some good women and some good but these These women just treat men differently. Do they treat them better? I think women overseas treat men differently. Are there feminists there? Yes. There's feminists overseas. There's uh, feminists, especially in Europe, Western Europe, and somewhat places in Eastern Europe. There's some women that would never deal with you over there. There's some women that would be happy to deal with you. Now, if you're going over there to just fornicate, consider what you're doing, right? Consider what you're doing because then what you're doing is... Now you give credence to the belief that men are the problem, right? This is where my conversation doesn't 
doesn't mesh with a lot of guys, right? So if you just go over there to places where they're supposedly traditional wise and you come into America with your fat wallet, even if you if you even if you're broke, you're richer than them. Then you come over there and diss the women and screw them over and they weren't working women. You led them astray. You told them you was going to uh, uh, love them. You busted nuts and they gut. They was pregnant. You skedaddled. You went back to America. You told her you were going to come back. Then it's going to be you're creating a, you're you're creating the problem. So really try to figure out what you want over there. If you're saying there's traditional women over there and you go make them skeezers, <laughs> right? Crazy. All right. Anyway, but if you just want to go over there, have a little bit of fun with the ladies. Trust me, they've already had fun already. They've already been doing this for a long time. Long time. Egg foo young and egg foo old. They've been doing this since they've been young, young, young. Yum, yum, yum. All right. And so have American women. So let's not even talk about that. American women get started early. Women in general start early. All right. It start earlier, way more earlier than you want to know. All right. Anyway, man, give yourself an advantage. Travel a little bit. And that was in my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. Journey to an unknown place. Coach, are you going to cover that 304 that had a kid with branding Ingram? Then Monkey Branch, she got pregnant by another NBA player. Paint. Yes, I did cover it yesterday. Covered it. Covered it. But she's not even the worst of the violators. All right, let's talk about this. There's even worse violators, but I already covered it, so I'm going to keep moving. Thank you for bringing that up. We have uh, this woman, uh, this segment right here. The segment is called How Men Are Discarded in America. Let me see here. How Men Are Discarded in America. All right, how, why are men treated just like a pet wallet? Why are men just treated like an ATM? Why are they, when they don't have the ability to uh, do anything for anyone, we're treated like a broken ATM. All right, so this woman's going to clear it up, and she's going to use a so-called nurse's video that I was going to feature before. At the bottom of the screen, there's a black nurse holding a another child. She's going to say men are dying alone in hospitals. Now, when this post was posted, I was going to share it, but I didn't. But this woman followed it up. So this is a good time to share it. All right, here we go. Not to um, trip about these men and whatnot is because I work in the healthcare field. I've been in the healthcare field since I was 18 years old. They're dying alone. They're dying alone. The women that's in these places, their daughters are coming to see them every two weeks. I am the one who is right there when some of these men are taking their last breath. That's what? None of nobody showed up for them. Not their kids, not their wives, not not their grandkids. Nobody came for them because why? They were not they were not good men while they were alive. They're gonna continue dying alone. That's why I tell y'all don't trip. <laughs> I'm physically seeing it on a daily basis. Watching them all go by themselves. That's why I don't be worried about these men talking because, baby, I watch y'all every day go by yourselves with nobody on you all side. Right, before I let the one woman here that's going to respond to this cook. Here's the thing. Whoever baby she has looks like Zaddy's baby. All right. It doesn't look Damn like. Daddy. All right. She had a sugar daddy's baby. Somebody or she a nanny for for another woman's <laughs> uh, child here. 
Uh, but in this comment, you should have seen the original video and the comments in there. Boy, they were going in on that woman because, number one, people are saying she's lying about this information. Now, you do hear um, reports of this type of thing uh, from nurses, and typically mostly black nurses are talking about this. And the amount of disdain that they have talking about this to me suggests that I shouldn't trust this woman as a nurse as far as I can throw her. If this is how she feels about men and black men, why in the hell is she presiding over my damn IV drip? Why is she over here presiding over my health? I wonder how they are dying. In fact, you can look up cases of nurses taking men out just like this, just snuffing them out that were under their care. So this hateful, bitter woman is talking about don't worry, these ninjas going to die alone and gloating about it. Disgraceful as a person that is taking an oath to pledge to care for their patients. And then you jump on with this goofy ass thought to say they down here, they out here, bad down, bad dying alone. Now, the reason why she's saying this, because Kevin Samuels popularized the phrase that you're going to die alone. So this is a. This is a counter argument of, hey, these old men die alone anyway. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I don't think people should be looking over me as I'm dying anyway. I kind of want it to be a personal thing that I share with myself, came here, and I'm leaving out. Most of the time when you're close to death, you don't look very good. You're probably withering away. You're probably not in the healthiest of looks. You're probably 97 pounds pissing and shitting on yourself and whatnot. Probably not the best thing to have people around. And I know that a lot of men have, have a lot of pride about something like that they're like i don't want nobody to be here i don't want nobody to see me like this just leave me alone so it's not that they're dying alone number one is that they probably want this time for themselves right they're like i want you to remember me as i was especially if you were a strong man you were a big you know a large man a strong man and you led with strength and power you're at a weak vulnerable position you don't want people around i certainly would want not people coming around me looking at me all withering away you know so men have a pride related to that. That's number two. Number three, and the woman is going to cook. So I'm going to let her cook on this point here. And um, this is number three. Here we go. I'm seeing these types of videos more and more on social media of women pretty much gloating about men dying alone in nursing homes. And then we see the comments. He got what he deserved. It's karma. This is what happens to bad men, really, because a man is alone in a nursing home. Here's the thing. I already could have assumed that this would be happening, but not for the reasons you think. A man's contributions are rarely, if ever, appreciated at any age. So what would lead one to believe that an old man wouldn't be tossed aside like a broken ATM? But... He was worthwhile when he was in his prime, right? Breaking his back, working his fingers to the bone for his family, or serving his country. Because a lot of guys in nursing homes are veterans that have been cast aside. So now that they're old, they no longer serve any value to the women in their lives. You just throw them in a nursing home and don't come see them anymore. You know what? I'm not surprised. Because this happens to men in their youth. But what I am surprised by are the predominantly women who come onto social media apps 
to basically gloat that men are dying alone, like it's some kind of gotcha moment. Many women don't care about males in their youth, middle age, in their old age. They barely treat young men right who are providing. What do you think is going to happen when he's old and can no longer provide for his family and can no longer provide to females? But I bet you if he was still raking in the dough, you might be going to see him, bringing him flowers, shaving his beard, getting his hair done. I don't see any compassion from anyone that's making these types of videos. And it's pretty much aligned with what we're already seeing out here on a regular basis. Males are so devalued in our modern world. And as the saying goes, only women, children, and pets are loved unconditionally. Check this out. Woo-wee! Hey man, let me give her a win there. You know what I mean? A broken clock is right at least two times a day. She sees it. She sees it. So this goes down to boils down to male utility, right? And I like the fact that she used the living men to illustrate her point. She used the living men to illustrate her point. She's talking about men dying alone. Dude, there's men out here that are invisible to the world. There's men out here completely discarded and disregarded because they don't make a certain income. They don't have a certain lifestyle. They don't look a certain way. And women, that's not overwhelmingly true. And ugly, uh, look. A ugly woman can have value to a ninja out here, all right? A ugly woman can still get it and get pro and procreate and get nut busted in them and get supported by either the government or that man, all right? The, that woman is perceived to have value. Even the kids will offer unconditional love to that woman, and that woman can snatch the kids away from that nut busting ass ninja, all right? So when it comes to men, though, completely disregarded, all right, at any age, Men serve in the military. Men go off to die in war. Men go off and support families and, and deal with, you know, not having the proper attire even for himself. Then we give him a pause. All right, man goes, follows his dream, lives alone, lives free, does what he wants, marries a younger woman. He, does, he doesn't follow the programming. Disregard him. He's immature. He's worthless. This is the mindset of not just men dying alone. It's the mindset of men that exist and live and breathe today. Some men do act out and do things because they are invisible and disregarded already. But this mindset she's talking about of women gloating, it comes from bitterness. It comes from hurt and pain. It comes from hurt and pain from a small percentage of men that have hurt, hurt them. Or men saying to women, hey, you're leftover. You're worthless to me because you're giving me a bad deal. So you want me to accept your history, your kids, but other men. And so when those men say, hey, I don't find value in you, somebody else will, they feel like they got to act out. I would be hard, it would be hard pressed for me or for someone else to prove that women in powerful positions that preside in government, in law, judges and attorneys, doctors, nurses, police agencies, government agencies, you, you would have to prove to me that these women are not pure, unadulterated misandrists, meaning that a lot of people in these high, uh, um, high positions, particularly women, certainly black women, I think most of them hate men. Psychologists, therapists, we've proven this. We've shown you a lot of these women that supposedly have letters behind their names and they have... Power to change your life through the influence of arrest, 
freedom, all right, health, living, dying. A lot of these women hate men, period. They hate them. Female judges, female attorneys, female police officers, doctors, females, nurses. I can guarantee you they hate men right off the rip. And you wonder how you get treated out here. And so these educated women now are here running around here. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication Indeed. sciences with an emphasis in speech. All these educated women, they hate men. Like they, you would have to prove to me that they don't. And then when you hear these nurses out here talking with pure disdain, ah, don't worry, they out here dying by themselves, please. Please, this is the difficulty in America. We just have too much misandry out here. And the minute you speak up against it, you're the misogynist for some reason. You hate women for some reason. They purely hate men. So you have to protect yourself in these situations before you let these people preside over you with your health, your financial future, and or your freedom. You got to make sure you watch out for them because a lot of them hate men. And a lot of these weak-ass men in these positions, they weak to women. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. It's, it's weird, man. It's weird. I'm glad that young woman called it off. Uh, called it out. Let's talk about this story. Brian McKnight covered this story a few months ago. Brian McKnight bashed for changing his name. Wait, for changing his name to match newborn son after ignoring his other kids. If you don't know who Brian McKnight is, guess what he got? He got him a Ling Ling, but he also got a stepmommy ass Ling Ling. Y'all ninjas love stepmamas, don't y'all? I mean, y'all love baby mamas, don't y'all? <laughs> All right. She already got two assholes. And they just love old bras. I don't know what it is, y'all ninja. And he out here showing his teeth, too. God damn. Ninja, it don't matter where y'all ninjas are. Y'all love love an old bra. Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know know what's going on here. But anyway, Brian McKnight. Uh, the story goes like this, and I shared the story of him in this situation here. He's named, he's named his new child by this woman, Brian. Uh, it looks like a Hawaiian name. I can't pronounce that last name. I'm not even going to try. And what he did was, this was his, I think, fourth child, third or fourth child. And then what he did was he named his son Brian Jr. As you can see here, the son is named Brian Jr., well, in order to do this, he's changed his legal name to Brian, and then he's filled in these Hawaiian-type names, McKnight Sr. So he's added the name that he's given the middle name, looks like a middle name. Yeah, I'm not sure. Where's McKnight on the Brian Jr.? I Boy, this is confusing. So anyway, he changed his legal name, and the reason why he did this is because he already has a Brian McKnight Jr., He already has a Brian McKnight Jr., and that came from his previous child right here, okay? So Brian McKnight Jr. is pictured, I believe, the young gentleman. Boy, Gen Z ninjas, y'all some funny ninjas, boy. I tell you, Gen Z, shout out to y'all ninjas. You bird-chested ninjas out here be looking like, ooh, sweet-ass ninjas. (laughs) Gen Z. Shout out to Gen Z. I love y'all brothers, man. My son is a Gen Zer. Y'all some funny niggas. <laughs> That's why I be dating y'all girlfriends out here, ninja. That's why y'all girlfriends be over here like, okay, daddy. 
All right, man, Lord, have mercy. All right, anyway, let me stop. All right, so Brian McKnight Jr. is pictured there with the blue hoodie or the teal hoodie. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think the other son is pictured right there in the black members-only jacket, if you will. All right, so that's part of the story. Okay, he also has a daughter. He also has a daughter. Wait a minute. Oh, so this is Brian McKnight. Who is this then? This is Brian McKnight Jr. as well. Okay, this is the same guy. All right, but I guess there's years past. All right. Um, boy, I'm really confused now. So this is now Brian McKnight Jr. All right, now we got the story here. So let's go back. Brian McKnight has been estranged by his children, his black children. And the reason why is because they came from two separate mothers, and he has three kids, so he has the two sons and he has a daughter. His daughter sued him. His daughter sued him, and the reason why uh, she sued him is because she said he was a deadbeat, and I guess there were some things that they were saying back and forth on social media, and she basically called him all kind of names. He responded, and he responded saying some very dastardly things, like he was saying that she had a sexual relationship with her cousin. Right, she started having sex as a minor with her cousin. So he put that on the internet. She sued for like slander and basically wanting nothing to do with him. And she also sued to maintain her position on his life insurance. Now, this was an adult. This was an adult daughter. So the woman was like barely 18 or 19 when this suit came out. So you have that problem. And then he has been estranged from her ever since. And they kind of went back and forth on the internet. He tried to clear that up. So I covered that part. Then the other part of it is the sons basically said, we don't want no part of that. All right. They dis- it says right here, he's disassociated himself with the older children by another mother. And it says right here, Maynight Jr., who is also a musician, like his dad, says that he will welcome his new sibling with open arms one day once he realizes who his real family is. All right, so now, then they further took it, uh, people further on the internet took it personal when Brian McKnight got this woman knocked up, all right, which is not a black woman, obviously, and actually played basketball against Brian McKnight, and he did have a lingling there. I don't know if this is the same one, but this was years ago. I met him on the basketball court in um, Encino, and he had a lingling there sitting there. Now, I don't know if this is the same woman, but it could have been. All right, but uh, anyway, he knocked her up. And now he is now renamed the, the new child from her, Brian Jr. But he's changed the middle name. There's the new album right there. But he's changed the middle and the last name. And he's legally changed his na- last name, as you can see right here. Album for my son. All right, there you go right there. Now, the older children are like, yo, this is crazy. All right, this is crazy. So there, and a lot of people are saying on social media, why don't you have a relationship with your older child like you have a relationship with your younger child? So people are going in there. But the thing is, if you look at the relationship with the older kids, they've already dismissed them and disregarded him. They've come out and made statements about Brian McKnight. They basically said, we don't need you as a daddy. Then the daughter sued the uh, Brian McKnight for a life insurance policy and for slander. So they have a very, very corrupted and disruptive relationship. And I will probably trace it back to how his relationship is with the children's mother. 
And if they spent significant time with the children's mother, there could be some alienation there. And now they're treating the father as just a pet wallet. Okay, just pay for my shit. But at the same time, we don't want a relationship. We don't want a relationship. And he washed his hands and he moved on. Now that he's had another child, now they're coming out saying, hey. People are saying, hey, he's a bad guy for actually being a part of the younger child's life and not an older part of the child's life. It says the back to one singer says he wanted his name to exactly match the newborn so he can carry out his legacy. This is the new legacy. Now, remember, remember what we tell men when you're alienated from your children or when you lose a relationship from your children and your original legacy doesn't pan out. Your power is to be able to walk away and make another one just like the other one. What will happen is when you do this, especially if the older kids are still minors, they're going to say you're a bad dad for supporting the new kid. This is a la 50 Cent. 50 Cent is doing the same thing with his young child, although he could be alienated from that child in the future, but he's trying to forge a relationship with the new child so he doesn't lose him and be alienated from him like the older child. In our world, men are supposed to be the utility and make pour syrup on shit and call it pancakes. We're also always supposed to fix the damage. We're always supposed to fix the damage. And when there's damage that probably didn't originate with the male, it originated with the kids and the mother. More than likely, that's where the anger and the venom came from. All these kids are doing is carrying on the torch of the bitter mother and then making it harder for the father to bond. Then when the kids get older, they're like, hey, where you at, dad? After the child support is gone. Then they go suing the father, and one of the most disrespectful acts you can do is disrespect your father, and then the father respond, which he should not have, on social media, and then she sues him. What he's supposed to do? He's supposed to just go over there and be disrespected? See, this whole thing about men being disregarded and discarded is that men are supposed to always fix impossible situations, scenarios that they shouldn't be fixing at all. And it is only until the man's moved on with his life, he became a better person, he became wealthier, he met a new woman, he had a new child, then they want to be out here uh, um, uh, talking shit and now black women are saying that he's not a good example of a black father he's a deadbeat guys it's almost impossible for you not to be a deadbeat at this point all right all right it's almost impossible and most of it stems from where's brian mcknight here most of it is going to stem from well he cheated on the other women so what like what does that have to do with him being a father what does that have to do with his relationship with his children it has no bearing on it. What it is is the woman is bitter and then she tries to use the kids to hurt him through his hurt. Through his hurt, he has to find a way to fix the hurt by finding a new woman, creating a new legacy. And then here come the older kids who have been abused by the mother and they thought they was just going to disrespect Brian McKnight until he died. See, this is what they thought. This is what they thought. They thought that Brian McKnight was just going to be a utility 
and they was just going to disrespect that nigga until he was dead in the hospital, dying alone, and run off with his loot. Until, until he said, all right, I'll just start over. <laughs> you see what I mean? And then he started over, and now they looking at it, looking at the money going to the younger Brian Jr., the Hawaiian Brian Jr., and now they mad. Now they mad. Now they're like, oh, oh, oh. See, what we have to understand is this is abuse of children, and the children that have been abused have been the older children through the baby mama. And oddly enough, you know who you don't hear from? The, the, the children's mother, the older children's mother. Why? They've already done it. They got their programming on. They put the battery in the kid's back. Now the kids carry on the legacy of discarding the man, treating him like a pet wallet, disrespecting him, and now they can just sit back and then watch the kids do their bidding. Now the kids looking at their money gone. And Ling Ling going to get his wallet too. Because Ling Ling ain't going off the hook either. All right. Because she can still stab this ninja in the back and do the exact same thing to the kids that the other baby mothers have done. So this is what's happening here. It's the mothers that put the battery in these kids back. And now these kids got to go on in life without the bonding of the father. But they thought they was just going to disrespect daddy. Well, what you going to do? I'm going to have another one. Yep. This is where a part of your power is. I don't suggest it for all men. But part of your power now, gentlemen, uh, somebody says mental illness. Okay, there's a. Okay, somebody's mentioning mental illness about something. Uh, oh, right here, right here. This is a this is a response from a male or a female. I feel so bad. And if I was Brian McKnight Jr., I'd change, change my effing name. See? What a corny old ass man shaking my head. I'd be so upset to be all, uh, to, to all, I, I don't know if you know what that says. I'd be so upset to at all be attached. Okay, ninja speak. I'd be so upset to at all be attached. What the fuck does that mean? All right, anyway, you don't need to sound that eloquent here. You got me messing up. But uh, anyway, so now, the older children should change their name. This is some toxic shit. <laughs> this is toxic. This is disrespect. Why are fathers being disrespected this way? It makes no sense. This way too much drama. And guys, it don't matter if you're rich, poor. It seems to be if you're a black male, you're for certainly going to go through this. It seems to be that if you're a black dad, you're going to go through this, whether you're rich or poor. <laughs> right like it don't matter what you have what status it, it doesn't matter you're going to be alienated from your kids in some sort of way and people are going to justify it and then they'll further justify disrespect now it doesn't mean that uh, uh, it, it doesn't stop at just black dads white dads are going through this it's just one of these things that american women just seem to go through because they didn't get what they want. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Sad, sad case. Another sad case. Another sad guy, a uh, case here. Marcellus Wiley. You know him as the former NFL star for the Buffalo Bills. He's an analyst, mostly a conservative black male analyst. Ivy League student athlete. Went to the Columbia University. New, 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 new world order. Um, he's an outspoken uh, has a very outspoken opinions about inter 
inner city life as a black man. Let me go ahead and find a picture of him. There's Marcellus Wiley, born and raised in Compton, California. I don't think he was a gang member, but he was born and raised in Compton, proceeded to go to Columbia University, get his degree, and was a student athlete, make it as a uh, NFL player, and uh, then go on to be a outspoken critic of uh, sports and politics as well. But he's more going to lean conservative. He does have a YouTube channel. Well, he got caught in a Me Too. Who is this? This is Marcellus Wiley's wife. Okay, um, as recent as 2023. And she looks like a boy. She's built. All right, she's definitely built. But uh, he's now has a claim stemming back from 1994. 1994. Of a woman accusing him of graping her in a campus dorm. Okay, let's read these claims here. One of the issues I have with these is it. this is difficult to prove. And it's being fought in a civil court, as we talked about earlier, and also the court of public opinion because it's publicly filed. Yeah. Um, and it says right here, former NFL defensive end and ex-Fox Sports commentator Marcellus Wiley was accused Tuesday of graping a Columbia University student during his time at the elite school 29 years ago. According to the lawsuit viewed by the Post, the victim, a sociologist uh, with a focus on race and culture. Wow, 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 wow. So she, she's broke. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85. It says right here, she filed a suit with the New York Supreme Court accusing Wally, age 48, of attacking her in the fall of 1994 when he was a sophomore and a star running back for the Columbia Lions. Wiley allegedly forced himself on her in her freshman dorm room, relentlessly ignoring her verbal objections and robbing her of her virginity, an attack that would later drive his victim to attempt self-deletion. I don't know if this is true, and many times they can be true. The problem is you got, you got a whole leap here of faith to try to figure out if this is true or not, and it disadvantages Marcellus. This is the problem. He says uh, his actions were intentionally designed to cause uh, the plaintiff severe emotional distress and or were taken with reckless disregard of the significant and or substantial probability of causing plaintiff severe emotional distress. And it says right here, the now Ivy League professor claimed she and Wiley were friends when he invited himself to her living quarters, telling her he wanted to listen to music and eat dinner together. The plaintiff, the plaintiff set clear boundaries with the 250-pound football player, telling him she was a virgin and was not interested in getting it down with Wiley. And according to her, he said, Ain't nobody trying to have sex with no virgin. Don't worry, I got you. Just come in and hang out while I eat, and I don't even have condoms on me, Wiley allegedly told her while laughing. Now, again, that's her statement. Do we know this to be true? I have no idea. It sounds plausible. Uh, Marcellus at age 19 and her at age 18. Wiley, however, almost immediately ripped off the freshman's clothes and forced her face down onto the mattress, face down, ass up. 
The victim said she could barely breathe and fear for her life as Wiley raped her multiple times. She managed to escape and scramble to find her clothes. Wait a minute, wait, wait, let me go back. She could barely breathe, fear for her life as Wiley raped her multiple times. All right, that, that would have to be, you would have to understand what that meant. I have no idea. <clears throat> I mean, that could happen over periods of minutes or hours. She managed to escape and scramble to find her clothes, nearly contemplating fleeing the room naked, but was verbally threatened and physically yanked back into the bed by Wiley for another round of sexual assault, according to the lawsuit. Um, after confiding in a friend over the attack, the victim reported the grape to a series of Columbia University administrators, all of whom are accused of displaying fondness for Wiley and dismissing the assault in an attempt to preserve the budding football star's college eligibility as well as his NFL future. One of the administrators allegedly showed the victim's victim statement to Wiley, who just disagreed that it was great. Okay. Okay. I mean, listen, we would have to get these people to, they would have to take the stand and say, this is true. Resident Dean Kathleen McDermott, who died in 2011, allegedly accused the victim of mis... Okay, well, she did. Accused the victim of misinterpreting the terrifying encounter before, uh, because she was born in an African island county of Cabo Verde. So her real only advocate is a dead woman. Okay. I mean, that makes the case difficult. Somehow her only advocate, the only proof that rise, the only person that she told here is the, the only witness that could testify to being told that this happened is a dead person. Okay. This makes sense. This is going to make it tough. And then according to her, the woman, the dead woman who was a residential dean told the plaintiff, in McDermott's opinion, defendant had not actually graped the plaintiff because plaintiff was not from America and had therefore misinterpreted defendant's conduct. Oh, wow. Because people from different cultures interpret things differently. All right. Again, that woman cannot testify at all. Rather than being expelled, Wiley was placed on academic probation in order to complete the spring semester from his home in Los Angeles. We would have to, they could verify that. He was permitted to return to complete his academic and sports career, eventually becoming the Lions captain and leading the team to its best seasons in decades. The victim and the friend, the victim and the friend who encouraged her to report the assault received a series of harassing phone calls in the months after the minimal punishment was handed down, she claims. The following semester, while on mandatory leave, plaintiff attempted self-deletion. Police, a plaintiff was admitted to a locked hospital ward for two weeks before being released is their documentation. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, it says when he returned to campus, the victim was forced to share multiple classes with her former uh, or alleged attacker, which also he studied sociology at the university. All right, man. My, my goodness. All right. This is, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. The, the reality is, the reality is um, that would be difficult for him even to fight this case. 
So, you know, if he settles this case, it would make sense why you would settle. You're going to pay lawyers to, to say what? Now, if the lawyers are aggressive, it's going to cost them well over $100,000 to fight these claims even more and, uh, you know, go after evidence of her being admitted, see if she actually self-deleted any proof of that. You would have to dig up the residential dean and see if she can testify to the case, which you won't be able to dig up. And, uh, yeah, you will see why he would settle this case. It would be not even worth fighting it. Now, if he settles it, it's going to look like he's guilty because that's what morons believe. Oh, he settled it, so he's guilty. Well, he settled it because it was a no-win. She makes the allegation. She gets compensatory damages, and she walks off with a check so she can pay her rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Or also, he could have done it, and he could settle for it, and he could say, I don't have time to fight this shit. I got a little bit of money in my pocket, and I have a reputation. I don't want further information to be dragged out or an investigation done against me that will uncover information that I don't want to be public, and I just settled the case. So... You also had this with Joe Namath recently. And uh, anybody, put a one in the chat if you believe this woman's story. All right, put a one uh, in the chat if you believe this woman's story. Just that's all. If you believe this woman's story, put a one in the chat. Uh, Let's see here. And they talk about Joe Namath with uh, a claim here of an incident that happened in the 1970s. So, you know, we live in an interesting world here. Uh, Claims that he ignored sex abuse at football camp in the 70s. All right. So that doesn't mean he's done it. But I guess there were some people at this sounds like mostly like. um, (laughs) All right. Not many ones in the chat. All right. As you can see here. Sounds like he wasn't doing it. Sounds like some Penn State stuff. But, you know, times are different. Everything's got time for a different lens. It's tough. Last one, and then we'll move on to the next subject matter, is this story. Did you guys know, according to this study, the more money a couple spends on their wedding and engagement rings, the more likely they are to divorce. Oh, man. There it is right there, according to a study. It says right here, spending more than $2,000 on an engagement ring is associated with a 1.3 times greater hazard of divorce for men. Oddly enough, they said the more money a couple spends on their wedding, you mean a man? So much for power uh, relationships. And it says right here, weddings under $1,000 indicate a substantial drop in the chances of divorce, while weddings over $20,000 increase the likelihood by 1.6 times in the sample of women. Of course, you know, these are things that they don't want you to know, but these are things that I hear to uh, report for you, just so you can take that into consideration when a woman says you must spend three months of your whatever your income is on her engagement ring. All right, pay attention to that. Let me check if there's some other super chats here. Let me get through them, and then we're getting close. Actually, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me go into the next one, and then we'll do the main event here. No, go into the next segment. There's not a lot of contributions here. Uh, not complaining, I'm just saying. How men become kings. Listen to this young king. This guy's name is Joey Badass. Joey Badass, and I want men to listen to this one. This is something that we're not taught, all right? Joey Badass, I don't know anything about him, and I oftentimes can disassociate 
the message from the messenger. All right, a lot of people will be like, yeah, well, Joey Badass was a, I don't care. All right, I just want to hear about what he's saying here. Joey Badass speaks on navigating survivor's guilt as a black man. Now, if you're a non-black man, this could be you as well. But let's listen to Joey Badass talk about this. Here we go right here. He says, my biggest pivot was when I made myself the priority. I feel like since then, it's been an upward trajectory. That's the message that I like to try to give to the youth, especially the black youth, because I feel like the way that we come up and the way that we're raised is so much survivor's guilt instilled in us from an early age. You're feeling bad about making it because all the other people around you not making it or you got you got a lot of people to help out. And what that does for a lot of us is it creates some type of inertia. It creates, it becomes too heavy of a burden and you actually don't get nowhere. My biggest pivot was when I made myself the priority. All right, listen to this. He has more to say. Because you, you, you pour from this empty cup. Once I started pouring more inward, not only did I have more to share with others, I never get dehydrated now. You know what I'm saying? If you're not good, nothing that you do or create can be great. Like, you got to take care of you first. And that's with everything. That's with parenting. That's with career. That's with love. You got to make sure you in a state where you can provide and nurture for self before you provide and nurture for others in the world. Okay, all right. I think that's a very, very positive message there um, uh, that a lot of men don't get. And my free agent lifestyle manuscript, my free agent lifestyle mindset and philosophy is essentially this. And I'm here to tell you as a man of experience, I will let you know that you're not taught this. You're not told this. Men of all races, we're told that our value is utility to others, not the pursuit of our goals, not putting ourselves first, not putting, uh, we have to put others first. When we make it, we got to go back. What you doing for the hood, but what you doing for the community, but what you doing for these black single women out here, what you doing for this, what you doing for, you need to get you a woman and bring her up with you as you go. We're all taught this, but are you taking care of your kids and your mama and your baby mama? You take care of all your baby mom. We're always taught this. Nobody cares about us pursuing our goals. In fact, when we start pursuing our goals, they hate it. They cannot stand it. When we say we're going to put my dreams above all else, I'm going to be priority one, and the things I pursue are going to be priority number two. The women in my life are going to be at the bottom of that priority list. You can come along, ma'am, but... You'll never be number one. In fact, Skip Bayless has a popular quote where he says he had a conversation with his wife and he said, listen, you'll never be number one to what I got doing on here. Now, women will say, well, we believe this too. American women will say our job is going to be our priority, their life, their goals. Well, go ahead. But what you'll eventually see them pivot and they'll start saying, yeah, but I want a man in my life with that. And then he's supposed to take a backseat to all of this stuff only to end up in a bad situation. Then the guy gets the blame. The problem with that philosophy is that when it doesn't work out, the guy gets the blame for not stepping up and being a man or being a leech and living up under a woman, a.k.a. Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson. So Darius Jackson said, fine, baby, fly. Fly. 
fly. All right, fly. And then that shit didn't work. He was a deadbeat, mooch, leech, and all of that shit. So a guy took that position to let the woman lead and be the forefront only for that shit to turn negative against him. That was just one of many cases that we see compared to the ones we don't see. Now, let's go back to the man. He's absolutely right. We're always taught to get the woman and pursue her and make her feel good, go on the emotional roller coaster of her emotions, and then deal with her shit. Make time for her and your goals and your visions and your hobbies. Put those things on a back burner and then often try to correct it. That is going to be a long plan that mostly doesn't work out for most men. Sometimes they end the divorce. Sometimes they end up just being weak, henpecked, and their true, their true strength is taken away from them. Sometimes he does that, and even his offspring turns against him, like Brian McKnight. Even they are alienated. So all of that work he did in to get them to 18 and 20 and 25 and 30 was all for naught. He was discarded. He was pushed away. He was pushed off the cliff. For one reason or the other, we don't know what this reason is, but this is what men are dealing with. We're utilities to most people. Somebody said this in the comment. Men don't marry you. They marry your car, your house, your retirement plan, and all this stuff. In fact, Steve Harvey is now saying, men that don't save these hoes out here, you're immature. It's never about you. It's never about what you want. And, I, and I, I'm wondering, this is my message to men. Why can't it be about what you want? Even when you get in a marriage, it's about what she wants. What does she want? Then, what do the kids want? Then, what do the dog want? Then, what do the in-laws want? Then, what about what you want? Have you asked yourself this? There's a few men that have strong relationships like this. What about what you want? Can we go after what I want? The reason, it, the, the answer is yes, but you can't be weak. Can't be weak. You got to remain in leverage and strength. I've made the mistake of doing so, and I was rewarded by getting thumped and dropped off and continue to get sued. I, I tried to. I tried to put others ahead of me, and there was no reward. There's no reward. The only reward is you were a good utility. That's it. And barely that. They steal from you. They steal money and time. They do whatever they can. Good job for being a utility. You were a good little utility. <laughs> Everything you want is considered toxic. Toxic. You want younger women. Toxic. You want to go travel and meet a traditional wife. Toxic. You want to go fornicate around the world and I, I. Toxic. You want a woman of another race? Toxic. You want a slim woman? Toxic. You don't want a single mother? Toxic. You don't want to be a stepdad? Toxic. You want to pursue your hobbies and goals? Selfish and toxic. You want to buy a car instead of buying her a car? Toxic. You want to not sell your motorcycle and get a minivan? Toxic. Interesting, right? Interesting, right? Um, somebody said here, Axel Rose just got hit with the lawsuit. Oh, boy, they opening up the floor. wait. All right, so um, Axel Rose just got a case. Yeah, this is um, kind of the, this is kind of what happens after the, um, 
after the uh, Cassie case. This is kind of what happens. It always comes in waves. So we're seeing kind of a new wave here. All right, thank you for sharing that. I think that was uh, Mr. O with the info. That's who that was. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of moving on with the show here, but um, he mentioned this real quick. Let's pop it up on the screen. Guns and Roses, Axel Rose accused of 1989 sexual assault in new lawsuit. Man. Yeah, man. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. That's Mr. O with the info. Shout out to you. Ninja, protect your neck. And uh, yeah, the reality is, the, the thing is, I'm telling you, some of these things are, could be, could be, and could be not. Of course, all men pay. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Axel Rose, accused of a 1989 sexual assault and a, a new explosive lawsuit. Brought forth by former penthouse model Sheila Kennedy. All right, boy, I'm telling you, man, I, the rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Rent is out here. Hey, lawsuits are the new divorce. Lawsuits are the new divorce. Claim the rocker forced himself on her in a hotel room shortly after meeting, according to the lawsuit. Yeah, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those times, man. What did I tell you? The lawsuits of the new divorce. Uh, be careful out here. And be careful what you do today. All right. Okay, man. I got to get through this part of the show here. And we're going to let this woman speak. This woman looks familiar to me. Can't remember. Her. I think I've met her in person. You're a young woman who thinks that you deserve a high-value man. No, you don't. The truth is that unless you struggle less with a man on his way to the top, you are replaceable. No, what you should be doing is finding a good man who has integrity. You do not deserve a life of luxury unless you struggle bus with him to get there. Your game plan should be to attract the kind of man who will become the HVM that you want because you help him get there. And you do that firstly by being the kind of bait for that catch. Find a good man and be good to him and grow together. That is how to get the life that you want. I, I appreciate that one. I'll give her a dub right there. She looks, I'm going to share a video with her before. I'm not sure where it is here. I, I get her neck too. I get her neck. But uh, she's trying to coach women, I suppose, on getting high value men. And uh, we're seeing a lot of women. Where do I meet high-value men? They're 25, 30, 39, 40. It's too late. It's too late. It's really too late. And Kevin Samuels had to struggle and almost die trying to prove to women that, yes, it's too late for all that shit. All right? It's too late, man. It's crazy. All right. Women are complicated is going to be the next segment. But do me a favor. Hit the like button. I'm going to do a couple super chats and then get back to the show. We got, yeah, we got about an hour left on this show. All right. Thank you for sitting in here. And I hope you are enjoying your Weekend, ninja. It's What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? It's officially the weekend. I know it's a Wednesday, but y'all ninjas is already off your job in New York. All right, y'all ready for the Thanksgiving Day, Turkey Day weekend? Hopefully you have the whole day and the whole week off and you don't have to go to work on Friday. Appreciate y'all. No government name, BH. Shout out to you for being back in here. We do have some super chat love over here. We have, um, we have Journey to an Unknown Place, Coach 
are you coming? Okay, I got that one. Face fact says divorced men die alone after parental alienation. I shared you a story of a man who divorced and was alienated from his kids. Um, and the woman took the kids away from him and he died of a broken heart because he could not find his children. He could not find them. Like, do people care about this stuff? Nope. They don't care. If a man comes up and says, man, I love my children. I'm trying to find them. They're just like, well, you know, they let women violate children. Brown through a says, shout out to Senor. No trabajo in the building. Shout out to you. Keith says to counter Sue is one of the only ways to present, prevent these false allegations. Yeah. It's going to take a guy that's willing to say, Hey, look, man, I'm going to fight for my name on this one. All right. And counter sue them. But the problem is, you're counting suing someone that's broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Yeah. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I got $3.85 in my purse. It, it is. It's one of those situations there. So uh, it's kind of like counter suing is, counter suing is worthless. <laughs> counter suing is somewhat worthless because they're broke, right? I don't know where you would go with it. Shout out to Sam. Prince, women have no principles. It's why they pluck the apple in the garden. They submit to the highest accessible power. It's the government in America, in the Philippines, and like countries. It's the first world money coming in. It is. And so they have to submit to what? Um, they have to submit to uh, Americans, Europeans. They have to submit to tourism, money, uh, the industry. The government can't help them. The government that uh, they're under submits to America and allows us to come in and fornicate with their women. All right. Um, but anyway, and yeah, somebody said these women got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. So like they, they could throw these claims out and or try to get vindication for something that happened to them in the past. And they got nothing to lose and everything to gain. You sue them. They like whatever. I'm already broke. Um, I, I'm already about to get evicted. Your rent's due, motherfucker. It is what it is. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. I got you already. 2K teacher says just read a post about a guy wanting some fun from his wife. He asked why she couldn't give him five to ten minutes. She said she needed uh, she needed this and that and the other. He got destroyed in the comments. Protect yourself, man. Mm. Utility. And again, that's a wife leveraging sex. To get what she wants. And he's like, why should I have to pay for stuff and get? Well, here's the thing, guys. I, I tried to tell you to beat this battle. I tried to tell you to beat this battle. You know how many married guys are like this? I don't want to even re re reiterate the point. But um, we'll talk about it, why women lose interest in monogamous sex and leverage it for stuff. Guys, you're paying no, either way you slice it, you're paying for the peace leave. I was one of the first of these so-called major um, major uh, influencers on YouTube to bring this up. Now people are following my path because you guys realize, Ninja, it's a wrap. We're going, it's a monetized sexual marketplace. Whether you're married or not, it's monetized. And wives have to find a reason to have sex with you. They have to. Okay. All right, anyway. All right, shout out to, uh, I see you right there. I got your message, Vans. They have to. They, they're not, and by, by the way, by the way, I'm going to throw a carrot in there for the wives. There's another reason why 
that they get tired of monogamous sex and it's not because of them. I'm going to ask, I'm going to show you that in a minute. Shout out to um, Asia Taylor. I think it is, or Asa says, paying my tuition coach. There's no one out here doing it better at this hour. Shout out to all the free agents. <laughs> Name somebody who's doing it better than this, man. It's tough. JC says, Axel Rose found out. Even Peace Leave has his thorns. Yes, indeed. Hey, you guys got to think about this. I know you don't want to think about this way. The best way to protect yourself and keep your strength is to know that pussy is not free. That's how you do it. It's not free. It's not free this year. It's not free last year. It's not free in 1989. It's not free in 1994. It's certainly not free in 1970. It only takes you one. It only takes one woman to make you pay for all the women that you got it for free. It is not free. If you do this, you're going to protect yourself, <laughs> right? If you just say it, that doesn't mean you got to pay. All, all it means is it's not free. Come on, stop. <laughs> Axel Foley is le- next. Kayla says women are born with the power to have sex with whomever they want and choose their price for their peace leave based on the man. However, they constantly misuse the power and then wonder why men don't want to marry when they're old and used up. These women only these women only sex. I think you mean these women only have sex because they are constantly choosing and chosen to live a promiscuous life. All right. And just shorten it up about one more sentence, especially late in the stream. All right. I'm already fatigued. One more sentence shorten up. All right. Anyway, somebody says, why have we devalued our salami? Um, interesting question there. Cause a lot of guys will say, a lot of guys will say that our salami has value. And it does. Our seed is I, our seed is way more valuable. But what you're trying to say is essentially we should be charging for our Johnson or it should be an even exchange. It should be an even exchange. I get what your question is. Now, there's some men who can possibly monetize this, although we are anatomically not able to do this. There's a, uh, there's a lot of reasons why our Johnson is, isn't that valuable, but our seed is. Number one, I'll go through them just so I can repeat myself. Number one, men have sex for pleasure just about every time we have sex. We are looking for pleasure. Money is, or an exchange, is not on the top of the menu. Maybe an emotional connection, but not even that. We're having sex for pleasure just about every time we do it, meaning that We want to have fun and an outcome. Women have sex for every other reason but pleasure. And they can do this eight times a day. You can't do it, but maybe two, possibly at best five times in a day. A woman can do eight times a day, seven days a week for a, 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 Uh, seven days, uh, uh, 30 days a month, 365 days a year, and they can walk right off with a fistful of 20s. Men, on the other hand, could not even pull this off for three consecutive days. That's the problem. They're having sex for a variety of reasons other than money. So they can have it for pleasure and choose the guy for pleasure. Um, They can, I'm sorry, they're having sex for other than pleasure. They could do it 
for the guy they want where they can get their outcome. Number two, they could do it to leverage. They can, number three, they could do it as a sex buy to set you up. Number four, they could do it for duty or pity as a wife. Number five, they could do it to get a gift or secure a man. Number six, they can use it to leverage love and bomb love to get you to commit. Number seven, they could do it because they're lonely. Number eight, they could do it because they're trying to get paid this month and pay their rent, okay? Mm. Number four, they're doing it to keep a roof over their head. I guess that goes into the next one, whatever number we're on. They can do it to ensnare and entrap you. They can do it for a job promotion. They can do it for a variety of reasons, to pay for their trip when they're in Las Vegas. They can do it. We can't do that. <laughs> they can do it to file a lawsuit on your ass and a false claim or a legit claim. They'll stay with you for 10 years and let you fuck on them and then sue you five years later, all right, after the breakup. They can use it for pleasure and joy and then secure a marriage. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why a woman lays down on her back. Men, the reason why we jump into bed is to bust a nut. Every single time. We, don't, you, we can't leverage any of those things. And we cannot do it that often. A woman can let you be on her body. And um, she could completely disassociate and just let you bang on her with no pleasure. And you will not stop. You will not say, hey, um, are you enjoying this? You won't even care. You just be... <laughs> you would just keep banging on her whether she was enjoying it or not <laughs> it is what it is so it's not devaluing our salami you can actually come out here and discipline yourself and say hey well listen well listen i don't want any old woman on my johnson the problem is the same ninjas that say this also be doing this Talking about devaluing your Johnson, these are the women that you getting off on right here. Not only that, you more have a likelihood to be jerking off the prawn. Talking about devaluing your Johnson. All right. So <laughs> you're more likely to be doing it for a release and you will run up in this woman's guts. You will bust all up in the club, have this woman leaking your kids, and you talk about devaluing your Johnson. Okay. All right, so this is a whole, this is how I see it to be as fair as I can actually be fair. But if you have a woman that, let's just say you have a woman that is getting off on how you're dealing with her, right? And this is a, not many men can do this. If she is having as much fun as you and this can happen, then you can raise your value. You can pull it off the table and see how much you can get out of her as a form of manipulation, all right, let me see what type of treatment. But again, you got to keep up with the amount of times that she wants to be pleased by you. And this does happen. This happens at the junior college. This happens at the junior college. You're messing with a girl. You have an agreement for an arrangement, and she having way more fun than you. you like, okay, we need to alter this agreement. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so anyway. But most guys cannot perform well in the bed. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment uh, as to why women lose interest in monogamy sex. Monogamous. All right. Uh, shout out to Keith says, 
countersuing serves as a deterrent. Indeed, that's what little they have. This will impact them more. You're correct. Nelly countersued this, um, and he said, and she dropped the suit without consequences. Why would women stop? You're actually right. I think you asked about countersuing, and it would not be for money. It would be to deter women from doing this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you have the ability to countersue, why not? Yeah. All right. Why not? So thank you for clearing that up. And you're right. I think we're almost there. Let's get to this main event here. I got two more. Somebody said, how do you know what? (laughs) How do I know what? How do I know what? Man, I've been around the block, ninja. All right. What do we got here? Jones G, I am thankful for CGA. Appreciate what you do. Salute. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. How do I know what? (laughs) Gunslinger coach, what do you think about the James foul and the JFK connection? I can't talk about it here. (laughs) All right, but I talked about it earlier. All right, um, I can't talk about it too much. Last one. I know, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to the main event. Thanks for sticking around. Hit the like button. Uh, California Roll says, I would submit that women don't submit to the highest power, seeing how they even resent God's authority and got Adam to go along with their rebellion. Best move is to find one that isn't genetically engineered to be somewhat okay with, or they're, they, I think you mean they are genetically engineered. Or they aren't, or one that isn't genetically engineered to be somewhat okay with masculine authority. Happy Turkey Day, coach. Shout out to you. Let's talk about this, men. Let's talk about this, men. All right. Um, Weak, how women dominate weak men. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. All right, how women dominate weak men. Let's talk about this. Uh, and I got a few clips to play where we can see this right here. Let's talk about the first way they dominate uh, weak men. And it's going to be this woman right here. And this is an older woman. And an older woman sometimes speaks way more truth than a younger woman, as long as she's not delusional. Listen to this part right here. And uh, virgin ears. Cover your ears. She's going to get a little sexually graphic here. And other ones that find monogamy boring, not men. If you say to men, you could have same sex, pretty much do the same thing every single time, three times a week for the rest of your life with this person. Most men would go, all right, sounds right to me. If you said that to a woman, she would go, you are kidding me. But this is what's happening. Women get bored way quicker than men. And they do so because our orgasm is far more complicated than yours. I mean, intercourse is usually the main event for most couples' sex. Intercourse is like the the big bit that everyone aims for, right? And that's great for men because intercourse very successfully stimulates the, you know, wants to rub it and out of something, the vagina does a great job. Fabulous. All right, so let me stop it right there because she gets quite graphic in explaining the clitoris reason, clitoris region of the woman. And she talks about most women do not get sexually satisfied due to frictional sex. And this is true. Most women do not get satisfied. Most women do not reach orgasm. Most women do not complete it. So as we're talking about men and why women don't have sex for just pleasure, is that because most of the time you can't pleasure them. Now, I'm not saying you ain't hitting it right. But what I'm saying is most of the time they cannot arrive at pleasure through you having intercourse they cannot so you got to do things that challenge them maybe have a little bit more foreplay extending things along switching things up making things excited right uh putting your mouth on her knowing how her g-spot works touching on this touching on that it's gonna take longer 
And a lot of guys aren't interested in that. They certainly aren't interested in that. So thus, when you find that women do not, you, you have a wife. When you find that she does not want to have sex for pleasure, it is because men are repetitive. We're just repetitive people. Right? We don't find value in the emotional connection. We just want to bust our nut. When you talk about why the salami is devalued, one of the reasons why is most women do not achieve what you achieve in terms of satisfaction due to intercourse. They need other stuff. And we will just do the same thing predictably when we're with an intimate partner. This is why women lose, this is one of the reasons why they lose interest in monogamous sex. There's some other reasons why. This is the only reason why. But we're repetitive. We normally going to kiss, kiss her collarbone, lick her earlobe, lick around her titty area, rub on her titties for about three minutes and 22 seconds, maybe. Then go in there, push and shove, lick our hand, stick it, roll around in her, push and shove, all right, and then bust our nut and then be done. She ain't even warmed up. She's not even warmed up. And the whole thing lasted seven minutes and 26 seconds, if you're lucky. Now, you didn't even do anything to lead up to that most of the time because we got busy lives. We don't got time. Hey, baby, just roll over. All right? You didn't even do anything to lead up. Now, if you're just starting to become intimate with a woman, you're just starting to date, yeah, you'll probably extend this out. Once you become comfortable with the partner, that's possibly is mostly what's going to happen. You're going to bust, and then you're going to leave her leaking. You're going to leave her peace leave just sitting there farting. And then um, she got to get up and clean herself up with the rag going there. Like, what did I just do? You didn't finish her off. Nothing. All right. And so then you find out why they lose interest in it. That's one of the reasons why. We don't switch it up. Now, the, that's not a criticism because this is how men operate in life. We like consistency. We like to do what we do. And we know if we repeat, we're going to get the result. But women, on the other hand, are left like, okay, what's going on? All right, what's going on with this? So um, I've actually been speaking on this for quite a while because the data shows us that it is women that get disinterested in monogamous sex and monogamous relationships before men do. And there's a lot of other things in play other than just the experience. I think a lot of it is because they start to dominate you and you appear weak. You got to tap her on the shoulder, honey, you think I can get some? This is going to be in weakness, but they created this. This is also when they're operating in um, where they realize there's no competition other than them. You will find it surprising. You're going to find it surprising that even if you're a high value man and you select a woman, but you tell that woman there's competition, she will be shocked at the fact that there's other women competing for your time money, energy, attention, and time. She will be shocked unless she sees it. She assumes you have no other option but her and will proceed to treat you as such until she realizes there's more competition. When there's more competition, she tends to cooperate a lot more. She tends to compete a lot more. This is called competition anxiety. I told a pretty young lady the other, last night she was sitting there, she came to decorate my tree. A lot of people call things tricking, but they don't realize how things work. These are more 
more more complicated relationships than people think. But this is a young lady. She came over. I want to decorate your tree, put it up, and she did all that. Then we had a nice little conversation. I let her know there's a lot of competition out here. And she was like, really? Then said, well, why did you pick me? Well, because you're one of many. That's why. You're not the only one that I picked. So then she was just like, wow. You see this? And so now she going home going, what happened here? <laughs> so you guys got to you gotta let them know these things. And they're going to treat you probably with more respect and probably compete way more than those who believe, oh, I just came on, he picked me. And then I'm the one I pick. Okay, there's nothing else. They're shocked when there's competition. They're shocked. And what you guys have to understand is a woman will believe that getting the competition out of the way will create a lot more respect and a better relationship, but it's different. It's actually when that guy has value and there's other people competing for her spot that she does what? She actually competes more or she'll run. She'll run away. She'll run away. She'll actually respect you more than those guys that say, baby, you're the only one I'm talking to. And she just showed up out of the blue. And now you're sexing on her. You're paying attention. You're texting her. And she just said, I did nothing. I just showed up out of the blue in this man's life. And he has nothing going on. I got him. Eventually, that's going to lead to a negative. It's going to lead to her treating you weaker. It's gonna, she's going to treat you weaker. She's going to perceive you as weak. And then she will fall out of lust with you. Because she's going to say, hey, I can give him lazy effort in bed and he'll still stay. You see what I mean? This is oftentimes them using their advantage to create a disadvantage for themselves. All right, but it's kind of they psych themselves out. Here's another case right here um, of this one right here. This is uh, women are quite complicated. Uh, had a lot of up uh, here it is right here. This is a date. This is a date scenario. Here we go right here. Fun tonight. Me too. Good night. Good night. Let's begin. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. God's plan. God's plan. Based off his Instagram photos and his affinity for home brewing, my guess is he ordered a craft beer for possibly a pill. All right, let's stop right here. So what you're seeing here is the date scenario where after the date, the woman has to do what? Investigate you, interpret everything you told her, figure things out, and so forth and so on, right? She has to figure it out. Then you'll see how the man acts after the date. Now, I want to clear up one thing. People are saying this is how you make a woman snap. Don't tell her these things. This is opposite of true. This is opposite of true. And I'm trying to strengthen you men. So if you tell the woman the truth early on, she is least likely going to snap. And this is why I want to strengthen you guys. When you operate in weakness and do not, you're not direct, this is why women snap. Because what you do is you lead her on for six weeks or more, and then then you try to reveal the truth. Or then you got to walk on eggshells. And then you can't tell her the truth. Then she'll snap. And she has the right to snap. 
because you led her on. I always tell you in the first six weeks, tell her what it is. After six weeks, she can snap because you got her hooked and emotional. Stop being scared of women. They have a lot of power, but the best way to deal with them is direct and early as possible. If you do this a year in, she gonna snap, okay? If you do this shit a year in and say, okay, the entire year I've been fooling you and I had a whole bunch of women and you ain't, it, now she gonna snap. First six weeks, tell her everything she needs to know about her position, then let her decide before she hooks you or you hook her. All right, that, that is the best way I'm gonna tell you to do it. But they'll ruin your life a year down the line with this information. And then you tell her you got to compete against these other hoes. Now she's going to slash your tires and throw a brick in your window. Mm. <laughs> right? And rightly so. I always tell you, if you put in salami in a woman, the first six weeks is on her. The preceding point after the six-week point is on you. So you better think long and hard about your friends with benefits Think long and hard about the women you're piping down and putting and going knee deep in. Think long and hard because if you go past the six-week point, everything that happens to you is your fault. Before that, she had enough time and enough wherewithal to deal with the most accurate information you presented and make a conscious decision. Make a conscious decision. And in these MGTOWs here, you're turning us into Chad and Tyrone's coach. I don't want you to be Chad and Tyrone's. You will never be Chad or Tyrone. You'll never be them. You'll never be them. But you must tell them up front so they can make the decision to leave you, not you kick her to the curb. So now she can say in the first six weeks, he told me what it was. I'm going to stick around. That's her fault. That's her bad. But if you keep going after six weeks and you didn't try to unfold the truth, <laughs> be honest up front, as honest as you can. You ain't trying to break her heart. But six-week mark is always going to be the mark. And after you've been fucking on her for six weeks, you're going to mark it on the calendar and say, where do we go from here? <laughs> Should I continue? Should I continue this and this woman still believe she's delusional? Let's say you get to the six-week mark and she's still delusional. And she's like, yeah, and I'm glad you picked me and we're going to fall in love. And you're sitting over here going, I already told you, ma'am, there's no emotional connection. I'm not getting married. Oh, don't worry about it. And she's still delusional. Run. Just walk away. Let it go. Give up the punani. Give up the free peace leave. Put it back out there. Let her go find another one. But it's on you guys. We could say these women are cuckoo, but it's you that's passing and running all the red lights, and you're ignoring the red flags. Six-week mark. <laughs> Six-week mark. And, uh, yes, it will help you. What are we? And you already told her what it was. Six weeks down the line. All right, anyway, let's get back to the video here of the debriefing of the date and how men treat dates versus women. Here we go. A single pilsner for me. A salad. What up? What up? 
It says here that the restaurant offers free bread. Did he partake? He did. Which means he's not on it. And that he does eat gluten. Not a bitch. It's currently 8.46. It's been 30 minutes since he dropped me off. No text. Could he still be driving home? Impossible. I had a lot of fun tonight. Me too. All right, and as you can see, guys are somewhat, you know, we go through a date, we meet women, and it's somewhat a non-event because men do not date for pleasure, right? We date to impress. So we're not here to have fun. You know, eventually if you get enough women and enough women under your belt, it can be somewhat fun. But we're trying to keep the mood right, keep the conversation going, learn about her, let her be comfortable around you, set up the ambiance, Keep the humor going, right? See if you're okay. Are you too hot? Are you too cold? Then we want to go home and relax. And they're there. Okay, what did this mean? He said this, and what does that mean? And let me do a background. And they want to tell everybody, how was your date? I had a wonderful time. Oh, man, this guy's too good to be true. We need to investigate the ninja. All right, and we on like, all right, anyway. Why is he not thinking about me? Why didn't he make a move on me? Well, if he would have made a move on me, I would have turned him down. But he never even asked me to come to his house. Why didn't he ask me to come to his house? They're, co they're, they're complicated. They're complicated like this, and this is just how they work. He didn't text me afterwards. He didn't text me in the morning. Is he thinking about me? Nah, we thinking about actually busting the nut, taking the shit, and actually moving on with the rest of our life. Talking to the next woman for tomorrow. All right, it is what it is. Uh, let's go back to the next one here. Why am I single? And uh, we could get to more towards the main event. I meant to cover this segment, but I didn't. All right. Why uh, are women somewhat complicated here? This woman's going to explain why she's still single. Uh, here it is right there with peanuts. City. Sounds like a lot, right? Half of them are women. And as hard as I tried in college, I don't swing that way. So four million men. And then you got to have some age limits. Let's say over 20, keep it legal. under 40. Keep it sexy. Now it's a million. Right. We're talking about a million guys. But half of them are married. 10% are gay. I want someone college educated, not too ugly. So. There's your boyfriend. I wish. He's got to be taller than me. And he's got to want kids. So, yeah, I'm on 10 different dating websites to increase my odds. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys really think about and try to, you know, try to understand what women are. I'm going to tell you, they're very simple. They're not complicated. All right, they're in their head more than they're in our head. And this comes from a strong position. And I want you guys to be in a strong position. When you're weak for women, these women get in your head. They live in your head rent free. You're trying to understand them. They're, they're. You're trying to understand them through the lens of love and like. That's not how they work. They're overcomplicated. They psych themselves out, especially when you throw a monkey wrench in their program by inducing what? Competition anxiety. They go cuckoo. All right, they go cuckoo. They can't really deal with it. And then the more women they bring in to try to solve the solution in the scenario, the worse it gets. All right, because they give themselves the worst advice of all time. All right, so this is an example here of the women that are going to get together and try to figure it out. They give each other the possible worst example. There it is. Now they're collaborating. Four heads are as good as one. Nope. All right. Nope, it's not. They're going to psych each other out, give each other misinformation, misdirect, and sabotage what could work. 
Just go back and chill and let themselves psych themselves out. All right, here we go right here. We have another young woman here that's going to do this, and then I'll go through the, all the manipulative move that women use to weaken men. All right, are we ready? Let's go to this woman here. She's not the best thing to look at, but let's see what she's talking about. I think I'm going to be single forever. I think I'm going to be single forever. What is she looking for? Well, she's looking for anybody, but she's looking for a weak man. Here we go. I think I'm going to be single forever because I don't want to teach somebody to think about me. You know, I keep seeing all these women talking about how like, oh, yeah, I had to tell my boyfriend that I wanted him to like plan more dates for us. And I wanted us to go on more date nights or I had to tell my husband that I wanted him to take pictures of me with the kids because every time I go out, I'm the one taking all the pictures. So like I'm never in them. Or I had to, like, tell my boyfriend that, like, I want gifts for Christmas and my birthday that are actually about what I like and not just what he likes. I don't want to have to teach somebody to think of me. Like, because when I'm with my girlfriends, like, I don't have to do anything at all. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm with my girlfriends, they take candid shots of me all the time. They offer to take pictures of, like, us together. Like, if they see something out in the wild that they think I would like, at the very least, they'll, like, take a picture and send it to me to, like, brighten my day. Like, for my last Christmas present, for my best friend, it wasn't expensive, but she bought me a necklace with my favorite birthstone. With my birthstone. And I just, I don't want to have to teach somebody how to do that. Like, I don't want to have to teach somebody to consider me in their day. Like, I would much, much rather just be by myself. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Now, again, th this is what I want to tell you, man. What she's training you is she's going to train you into the man she resents. All of these things she's asking you to do is to be her female friend. She wants you to be her best friend, not her special friend. She wants you to be her best friend. And this is going to weaken you. So the minute you do all of these things she's asking for, I don't care how ugly or attractive the woman, the minute you do those things, Ninja, you have arrived in weakness. Mm. Now, you're going to say the opposite, but coach, this is the way to her heart. This is what she wants. This is what she asked for. Soon as you give it to her, Ninja, ring the bell on your ass. Soon as you, soon as you give it to her, she going to dry up like the Sahara Desert. She going to look to disrespect, and that doesn't mean she won't, doesn't mean she's going to leave you, but she's going to dry up. Why? Because you didn't challenge her. You just bowed down. You bowed down. And then she knows she ain't shit. So why did you bow down to me? Because I ain't shit. Now, it's going to work out you with, for you initially, but it's going to arrive in a disaster. A weak man cannot lead. But if you weaken for her, okay, what do you want now? I want you to do all these things and take pictures of now you weakened yourself. She can't respect you. And you can't leave. A lot of married men are in this boat right now. Sad part of it is they can't divorce. They're stuck. And they cannot change their position. A lot of these weak men, married men, have to beg their wife for a little bit of intimacy. And she's like, all right, come on, hurry up. And she hops on a bed. Hurry up. All right, don't get none on the sheets. I just put new sheets on. All right, come on. The kids are coming back from school in about five minutes. Hurry up. And you bust. Roar! And she gets up. You okay now? Thank you. Okay, have a good day. Mm. It's a wrap. She can't respect you because you're her only, you're, you're tapping, you're putting in and unloading into a source 
that's going to put you in a weak position to not lead. Let's talk about this. Okay, we're almost done with this lesson here. Why women dominate weak men. Number one, you are the source, the number one source of their strength. You're the number one source. You are the source of strength. She looks at you as the source of strength. Take this up. Lift this up. Be strong. Be my rock. Let me cry on your shoulder. Tell me I'm good. You're the source of everything. Why in the hell can she respect you if, she, if you're weak, if you show any weakness? Not one woman wants a weak guy. They'll ask for one initially. I want a guy that cares about being poor and, and pours into me, right? You are the source of strength. When she needs some heavy lifting, when she needs that security and protection, you're the source. She looks at you for that. The minute you abdicate that for equality, partner, and or weak, you lost. You're going to lose her. Trust me, I've lost a lot of women like this. Um, when I became aware of this and I led with that and I started to weaken my position too early, I just ended the relationship. And she wondered why. Uh, you know what? I'm not in the position anymore that I need to be in. Not only that, sexually, you're in the strong position. You're the source of power in sex, meaning you got to lift. You got to push and shove. You got to be the one to please her. You got to be the one to entertain her. You got to be the one that makes her feel good about herself. You're her source. In fact, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Her focus is you. Her focus is you. And she somehow wants you to focus on her. So let me give it, let me, fi let me figure this out. Now, this is going to be what people think is going to strengthen. But check this out. This is the dynamic. After a date, her focus is you. Intimately, her focus is you. When you're away from her, her focus is you. You're the one that can change her life in any manner. You can validate her as a woman by giving her children. That You're her focus. You, on the other hand, cannot focus on her. Although she wants you to, it would be weak for you to focus on her. She cannot do for you for what you can do for her. She cannot. Now, you can loyal, be loyal to her and shit like this, but your focus has to be outside of her. She gets the results of what you focus on. This is as simple as I can put it. The minute you flip this dynamic, it's going to work for you initially but then she's going to see you as weak and treat you as such. This also happens with child raising. He needs to help around the house. He needs to help with the kids. Then you help with the kids. Does this work for you long term? The answer is no. Initially, yes. But then she will see you as a rival or she will see you doing things that she says shouldn't be attached to a gender role, but then she will look at you as a weak man for doing so in the long term. More likely to be competitive and jealous as to why you can do things that she complained about previously so easily. Oh, I got to do all these things. And you do them. You do them without even busting a sweat. 
And then she says, I got to break that shit up. You guys got to know how these women work. All right, next part. How do women dominate weak men? Number one, they got to get you. This is, again, an ask that they ask for, but this is not a good this is not a good outcome if you meet it. This is my opinion. They're going to break you down emotionally. They may say things like, hey, open up to me, share your weaknesses, and or meet my emotional needs. Okay, this is a very, very important need for women, but they're getting it from the wrong source. In this situation, if you meet her emotional needs, you're meeting her on an emotional playground where you can't win. Okay, you're not going to win here. She has every advantage on this emotional playground. I would just stop short of calling this an immature place because these are important to women. But you cannot, you cannot distract yourself here in this emotional playground because it is an abyss. It is not to be satisfied. It is a place of pure manipulation. It is a place where you're not prepared for or equipped for it. You can meet a few needs, but every time you meet a need, she moves the goalpost. Because this isn't a playground. This is where kids play. Adult women who do this are immature. But this is kids play. She's going to move the goalposts. She's going to kick the football this time. This is a place where you're ill-equipped. And the more you try to meet it, you realize you're just throwing money down. You're just burning money. You're just throwing it down to the abyss. Now, this doesn't mean you cannot cannot participate fully but if you go overboard and then you display weakness and you become a gossipy bitch when you come home as a man and you're not coming home to set shit straight you come home and gossip with your bitch and then she comes home and you're watching the bachelor the golden age and you're watching all the damn primetime shows on bravo and you're watching all the reality shows and you gossiping with your girl emotionally connecting her uh connecting with her she gonna look at you like you weak you one of the girls. Then you're going to want to bend her over and tell her to grab the ankles and push her head in the pillow, and she's going to be looking at you like crazy. You're going to possibly lose respect coming back from her. I would tell you if you enjoy doing these things, that's one thing, but if you're engaging in these situations where you sit your lazy ass on the couch instead of getting in the wood shop, Instead of working on yourself and doing a little OT, if you think this is going to improve your position, it's probably not. You're going to sit up there and get fat with her. Now, when you get fat and you can't blow her back out no more, guess what happens? Mm. Then you get in the gym. Take your ass to the gym and let her watch the Bravo TV shows. All right, but anyway, let's go to the next one. Uh, The weak position, how they start to dominate. It gets you to submit. And you will start submitting verbally. Now, this doesn't mean being lovey-dovey and being, you know, I'm a just hard shell. You never crack me. Tell her how you feel about her. Tell her how you feel about her. Not what she does for you, but tell her how you feel about her. All right? I feel you're in a good position. I feel this is going to be the best scenario for you. I feel like you're doing absolutely everything I need you to do. Like what? Listen. <laughs> I already told you what it is. You got your instructions for the day. I got something to do. We all got something to do. But the verbiage then turns to submission, slavery, happy wife, happy life, and the like. She wears the pants in the family. She's my better half. And all of these stuff that sounds submissive. If you speak submission to your woman, I submit to you. And she never speaks submission back. 
She sees you as weak. She should be saying, you are the king of the castle. When you speak to her, whatever submissive verbiage you want to hit. But this makes her feel good. And you think this is going to win. This is going to be a loss. It's going to be a loss for you. If she already saying that she's dominating you from the beginning, why would she see you as a source of strength and respect you? Women can, does not, they don't have this ability to do so. They don't have the ability. I'll give you another example. If your kids start bucking on you and then you come down, all right, sit down, little Johnny. Little Johnny, I love you. And, and your kid's acting a monkey and kids know how to not act a monkey. But your kid's acting a monkey and you come in there. All right, sit down, Johnny. Let me talk to you. And you get down on one knee and you get down on their level. All right, Johnny kid. All right, young buck. Here we go, buckaroo. All right, dad really loves you. He comes out here and he sacrifices every day for you. I hope you understand everything that I go for you for. You're my pride and joy. You're the apple of my eye. All right, Johnny, here's what I want you to understand about what we do today and what a lesson is here. A Bible verse for you, little Johnny. And you start going on this long-ass diatribe, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. All right, son, buckaroo, I love you. You're me. You're the reflection of me. I want you to pass on my legacy. Johnny is like, why? You're not establishing the power dynamic. You then came down to his level of monkeyism. <laughs> he acted a, a damn monkey and you met him there on the damn monkey playground, on the monkey bars. Now, ninjas would be like, what you supposed to do, yell at him? Nope. You can if you need to, if it's the 15th time I have to talk to your monkey ass. But the, here's what you do. You give they ass a look. And you establish with as few words that a monkey needs to realize what this look means. And do not threaten them. Do not give them a next time you do. Because if you give them a next time you do, then the next time they do and they will, you're going to have to follow through. Okay. But you establish the order real quick and as brief as possible. Same thing with women. Same thing with your dog. With as few words as possible. Meeting they ass in therapy ain't going to work. Time out in the corner ain't going to work. Taking a Sega Genesis ain't going to work. You come in and you stand tall, chest out, shoulders out, veins pumping through your arms. That means you need to get in weakness. I mean, get in strength. And let them know quick that this is going to be the end of this. End, this is going to be the end of this situation. And I don't even have to say what it is. <laughs> okay. Same thing with women. All right, honey. I just want to tell you right now. You're the apple of my eye. You're everything. You're the meaning I wake up. You're the meaning I go to sleep. I look after you as everything. Even when you get fat, sloppy, and soggy, I'm going to love you to the eternal end. I don't need, you don't need to tell them that. You don't need to tell them all that. <laughs> That's all unnecessary. That's in weakness. Now, you're the rapist. Your counselors are going to tell her, you need to tell her and hug her and hold her. All right, you know what? I need to hold them bun cheeks. That's what I need to hold. And then afterwards, you give her aftercare. After I get cooperative behavior, what I want, I give you what you want. All right, but them bun cheeks about to get held first. If I need some, if I don't need something from you, then. All right, but th these are the things. Once you join the emotional playground, 
It is weakness. Can anybody describe any emotion that you can solve right now in anyone? All right, you got a woman here. Are there any ladies here right now? Step forward. What is your emotional need right now? What is it? Can you tell me what it is? Can you express it in as few words as possible? Because I got some shit to do. What is it that you need for me? Well, I need to be held and I need to. Oh, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on. You need to be held. Okay, let's stop right there. <laughs> Come on. Lay down and tell me what's on your mind. What exactly did he do to make you cry this time? Well, I will be your comforter. I will make it right. He sat your child from your heart. Okay, I got you, baby. I held you. Was that good? You good now, baby? Calm down. All right, come back. I got you. I'm cradling you like a baby. I got you. Are you good? The answer is no. Nope. The answer is no. You didn't solve shit. Because this woman wants a whole bunch of shit that you can't solve because it keeps you in weakness. Oh, okay, what else you want? Well, I want to be held, and I want to be cared for and caressed, and I want a foot massage and a back rub and a neck rub, and I want to feel good. I want to be happy. I want to be sad. I want to be glad. I want to be... She just want to take you on the emotional playground. And I want all my problem solved. I want safety and security. I want protection. I want, shut your bitch ass up. I ain't got no time. Man, shut up. Did you grow up? Grow up. <laughs> grow up. This ain't no game over here. I ain't got no time for your little penny ante ass games. I'm a grown ass man. Now, you ain't got to tell her all that. Just look at her and say, I'm a grown ass man. You got something to do here. Otherwise... <laughs> see what it is is she don't have a solution to anything she offers you about there's no solution even if you did it all in one day next day she gonna be wanting something else you need a therapist ma'am you need to grow up you need to mature you need to get some business you ain't got enough okay you need to start ironing my socks if you got time to be thinking about this See, this is what they're doing. This is the emotional playground. This is how they get you in weakness, and then you start doing these things, and they just shift the goalposts because they don't even know what they want. They don't. That's why you're the source of strength. You're there for that. You're there to calm that down, not through words, but by actions. And if the actions aren't good enough, you got a, def you got a defaulty woman. She's malfunctioned. Take her ass back to Best Buy. Put that shit in an open box shelf and get the receipt. Whatever you got to do, put it back. She's malfunctioned. <laughs> put it back. All right, that's, that's, my, that's my advice to you. Put that shit back and so that the next owner can actually try to impute into her some damn common sense. You can't please them with this approach. All it does is reward her sense of, hey, he's giving me more attention. Yeah, he's defective. She's defective. She wants you to be immature and uh, just go to her emotional whim. It's, it's not a good strategy. It puts you at a disadvantage. It put, these things put you at a disadvantage, and then she'll claim she'll be disadvantaged by it, right? I want them to help around the house. 
your help, she'll still be complaining. Trust me. She's going to find something else to complain about. There's no fixing them. So let me speed through these here. The source of manipulation here, what they'll use, and I've talked about this before, but I'll speak through them to remind you. Number one, damsel in distress. Abuse excuse is one of the things that they're going to use to you if you try to dominate her or stay in strong or sorts of strength. All right. When you when she can't weaken you, she'll claim abuse. Okay. So this is the problem in dealing with them. So you meet them there, then they see you as weak. You swing back and you stay as a source of strength. She'll say, damsel in distress. Abuse excuse. I didn't have the flexibility to. I was financially handcuffed. Okay. He was a, a narcissist. He, he was a, these are the things that they use. And it's tough. There's a fine line to making this happen. This is why we suggest the free agent lifestyle for you. All right. Because they're too complicated for what you get back in return. You're not getting that much back in return from most of them. They're defective. All right, they're defective in honoring what you want. They're only looking out for what they want. Next strategy that they use will, will be gaslighting. You realize you have a child on your hand if they start gaslighting you. Um, uh, uh, su suggesting that what you want from them is crazy. You want me to cook and clean? Like, what did you think you were doing when you got me? Well, I'm going to tell you guys. Most of you gave her no instructions when you got her. You gave her none. You gave her no expectations of what you're looking for. You told her she was the only one. You told her she was the best thing in the world. You pleasured yourself to her endlessly. She saw that you pleasured herself as if there was no other person you were getting pleasure for. You didn't tell her what the expectations are that dealing with you. You didn't come from a position of strength. Therefore, when you ask her for doing simple things, she will act like that's extra. That's an upcharge. Why should I do that for you? There's nobody else competing for you except me for who I am. They'll call you crazy. Um, you're a misogynist. You're a Neanderthal. Name calling. Emotional playground. Child. Right? Um, the next one is lie by omission. This is obvious one. Uh, coochie games. They play coochie games with you. Who do they play coochie games on? Men that are weak. Men with no options. Men with no leverage. Okay, here we go. Plausible deniability is another one. Crying and emotional breakdowns. If you're experiencing as a mature man, over 25, a woman that cries and have emotional breakdowns, she's defective. This is not a mature way to handle things. Now, if you're going to be in this situation, ladies, um, you are the weaker vessel. I cannot have you making any important decisions about my life, but now you are establishing yourself as the weak one, and thus you are essentially a child here that can't handle any responsibility, none. You cannot handle its responsibility. So if we are in a situation in a crisis, for instance, and you're trembling, shaking, your voice is quivering, you cannot be direct, you're hemming and hawing, you're rocking in the corner, you're postpartum depression, you have abdicated your position of strength or any partnership. You've abdicated. You break down crying for no reason, and you want me to understand why? Well, you just lost me. You lost me. Why am I going to defend you? This can't be how you're going to get through life, not with us being together. <laughs> can't can't do it. We can't win like this. 
You go, we're going to lose if this is your approach. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> and I just don't know. Mm. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've got to say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. I've dealt with that once. I'll never again deal with it. Ever. Ever. If you want to go cry, you better take your ass in the closet. You better take your ass to your therapist. You better take your ass to your whoever else other than me. Do not do that in front of me. All right. This is this is a mental defective woman. And she cannot. What she wants you to do is come down to that. Well, come down to therapy with me and come down and understand why I'm a psycho and come down and understand why I can't have a mature conversation and come down. This is going to be you better. You better get up out of there, Ninja. Get up. out. Get out. This woman's going to be a lunatic on you. <laughs> I can't understand. And I just want to say, and her voice start quivering, gone. Or she better understand. She better be in total and true submissive to this power structure. It is what it is. All right. And she better go cry and run to the bathroom and lock herself in. But if she act like she going to take a razor blade to that wrist, I'm out. Bye-bye. Uh, I can't handle it. Guys, this is all this is all goofy shit that weak men put up with. This is all goofy shit that but guys, there's women out here like this. Um a woman that says she doesn't understand you. Well, I don't understand what you mean. Can you explain it in words? I'm not good with words. <laughs> all right, I said what I said. Cuz she understands. She completely understands. She just doesn't want to understand. So she wants for you to explain it further, which is a weak position for you because you're going to say something stupid. And what's she going to do? She's going to pick out the stupid thing you say, pivot the conversation to the stupid thing you just said. Now, I'm a little bit greater with my verbal tactics. I'm a verbal assassin here. All right, I got the, I got the tongue like the uh, woo sword out here. So women don't like that. So they go back to emotional breakdowns. Because I'm going to tell them the shit how it really is. But them, on the other hand, they know you guys are not very bright with your words, not very charismatic or direct. So, honey, uh, so, uh, so, uh, and then I don't understand. Tell me more. I don't understand. Tell me more. I don't understand. And then, boom. All right, there it is right there. I don't like that thing you said right there. Gone. Not a conversation that shifted over here. Wait, so do you mean? Gone. And just like with kids, with women, be direct, concise, to the point, less than 30 seconds. Move the hell on. Move on. There's no long conversations, man. I, the longer conversations you're going to have, the more likely you're going to mess up. And then she's going to be like, he yelled and it was abusive. Direct to the point. Sometimes you got to raise your voice. But direct to the point. That's a leader position. Well, honey, I just want you to understand. I don't see why you don't get it. Men and women are so complicated. No, that's not. She gets everything you're saying. She's not stupid. All right, but guys, a lot of women won't deal with you in these situations because they can't get through to you. All right, um, the next manipulation tactic is to get something in writing from you. Weak men text women. Listen to this. Weak men text women. No man that wants to represent himself as a man gets into text conversations with women. You got to be the biggest, biggest, large, wide mouth, big mouth bass 
if you're having any any complicated discussions with women via email or text. You got to be the not not brightest nigga in the box. I mean, come on. This goes for your mama, your daughter, your sister, your cousin, your granny, your girlfriend. I don't care who it is. Be direct to the point and give instructions and or an encouragement. End it right there. Because what your ass is about to do is get in weakness. And she's smart and cunning. She going to ask you something that you just were with her face to face that she didn't ask. But because she's passive aggressive and cunning, you're going to leave. Ten minutes later, she's going to ping you. Hey, about that one thing. (laughs) I was just with you, baby. How come you didn't ask me then? Oh, I just thought about it. And then she's going to ask you something and your ass going to send a paragraph back. You moron. That is the weakest thing you can do. No, ma'am, I'll see you tomorrow, next week. Let's talk about it then. Why can't you talk about it now? I already told you we'll talk about it then. End of story. Put the end slash at it, meaning you're ending this conversation, backslash, end of conversation. The minute she carries on, ignore her. okay now if you're just saying hey good morning how you doing if you're just saying things like that cool even to the point of sexting them this is dumb this is dumb this is a position of weakness because what you're doing you might be stimulating her with words and getting her little peacefully percolating. Sending her pictures of your salami resting on the counter. Sending her pictures of you jerking off with a hard stick. You pause. You're doing these things. This is all evidence. And yes, she's showing her friends. She's showing her sister. She's showing her mother. This is all evidence. And she's going to screenshot all of this shit. And you're going to look. You're going to look eventually weak doing this. <laughs> okay. Let that shit go. Say I'm an in-person physical touch individual. I don't have time for all this. I'll tell you what I'm going to do when you get here. <laughs> right? It is what it is. So a lot of guys do this. And this is going to eventually get you in a situation where you can't recover from it. You break up with her. All your friends done seen your Johnson, okay? If this is a coworker, someone you're flirting with, everybody done seen exactly what you said, how you say it, so you don't have no wiggle rule out of it. You can't be like, not in me. Let that shit ride. Most of my conversations are literally sentences. I would try to show you something here. Uh, Let's see here. See if I can pull it up here. Most of my conversations is straight up. Hold on for a second. See if I can go back to it. All right. Uh, Yeah. And oh, the emoji shit, you got to let it go for the most part. Uh, Just to put it up here, here, just, just, just right there. Sentence. Boom. 
Boom, boom, boom. Two words, three words, move on. Two words, three words, move on. <laughs> Two words, three words, move on. Two words, three words, move on. No long ass paragraphs. As soon as you get to the a sentence and you end it with a period, you messed it up. Next sentence, you messed up. Gone. All right, all this is just evidence. <laughs> it's just evidence, ninja. Just leave it to the in-person conversation where you have strength. All right, you can put the emojis in there. I would suggest that you don't, all right, don't get involved in it. Short, concise, direct instructions. Short, concise, direction, instructions. Move on. Now, if you say, well, my girl wants to be blah, 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 and she wants me to tell you this and that. Guys, that shit is going to go against you. You need to get rid of her. Let her go. Let her go. Say, go ahead. All right, this is what I want you to do. When you come through, I want you to come through, meet me at this time, at this place. That's it. Short, sweet, direction, instruction. But all of that, they're going to have compiled years worth of evidence. <laughs> all right? Years worth of evidence. And then when you get there in person, all of that conversation she had on text, it ain't going to be in present. So anyway, don't be telling her all this and all of that. I'm going to tell her this and that. I'm going to type out my life story. Where did you grow up? You just typing it in here. I grew up here and I went to high school here. Bitch. <laughs> all right anyway most women are trained to be turned on by this behavior but as you know this is all also evidence next ones and i'll get through this stream here so that's getting you to admit something wrong in writing uh, another example of this is if if a woman says something to you hey i have a question or she'll say uh she'll say um can i ask you a question what do you respond with if she says can i ask you a question via text can i ask you a question what do you say <laughs> let me see if we can get it right here i'm gonna see if you can catch it and you guys are a little bit behind us she texts you can i ask you a question what do you say back And then this is going to end the conversation real quick. Excuse me. All right, people are saying no response. No, not right now. Okay, here we go right here. Ah, and somebody got it. I saw it. Double A got it. I saw that. Somebody, Tay J got it. Yep, my man over here got it. Uh, Mr. 350Z, you say you just did. Mm. <laughs> yep. You just did. And period at the end of it. She going to be stuck. She going to sniggle. She going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the end of the conversation. Then she going to try to say something cute, wiggle out of it. Why? Because she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then you move the hell on. The next thing she asks you from there, leave her ass on red. Mm. 
Leave her ass on red because she asked you the question that she wanted to ask you. And then you gave her the question. Boom. Now you did it. Now I got some other shit to do. Anyway. But they just don't know. All right. You just did. All right. So these are the things that you prevent the bullshit because the, you know the question she's going to ask you is some bullshit. Right. It's going to be some stuff, something important she want to say without you, something she want to get as evidence, something she want to get out of you before she get. Nah. All right. That's it. And leave her ass on red from there. When she started asking you, hey, man, listen, <laughs> how come you didn't answer my question? <laughs> All right, uh, let me do a couple more, and then I got to get out of here for real. Uh, let's see here. We got the simple whistle, passive-aggressive attacks, um, or leave her on unread, right? Um, it says right here, passive-aggressive attacks, where um, these are things that they use to weaken you. And uh, they will say you're weak if you respond not in your favor. So she'll say, I'm just joking. It was just a joke. Male ego fragile. All right. Because what will happen is she'll do too many passive aggressive attacks and you'll you'll go in on her. All right. Look at your fat soggy ass. Well, you ever do that? A woman does something to you and maybe this is their weird way of flirting. And then you go in on them. This is because y'all talk to them too much. You talk to them way too much, right? To the point where y'all super comfortable and I get playful and flirting. All right. But, um, but then it gets to the point where she doesn't know how to flirt because women don't have any game and they awkward. So the only thing to do is to talk shit about you as a way to meaning to get your attention for real. And then you're like, why you got to do that? She does this for the 10th time. You talk about her snaggle tooth and all of a sudden she got a problem with it. Well, wait a minute. Oh, I really got a snaggle tooth. I was just joking about you. Stop talking so much. There's truth in humor. She's trying to tell you something indirectly about yourself. She's not making a joke. Anytime a woman attacks you passively aggressively, it is a legitimate attack. It is a bomb over Baghdad. <laughs> she way too comfortable with you. And she is taking a spear and shoving it in your midsection. That's what she's doing. Never take it as a joke and say, listen, we don't joke like this. If you have something to say, say it. So, again, a lot of these things then was, will accuse you of having uh, male fragility. Women are indirect creatures, so they will use truth and humor. This is how they weaken you. It's how they weaken you. So you have to make sure you put that fire out real quick. Next one. <clears throat> is they'll answer questions with a question. Everybody knows this sense of manipulation, right? Um, you ask them a question, they'll ask, actually had a funny video where they, this woman did it like five times. I think it was a guy accusing a girl of cheating. He gets her on the phone, recorded conversation. He asked her five questions. She answered all of them back with a question. Then she asked, then finally he got fed up and answered the fifth question. And then she took it from there. This is all emotional. This is when I tell you men aren't emotionally equipped to deal with women emotionally. This is why it makes you weak. Because they know this tactic. They've been dealing with this tactic with every woman and, and administrator and teacher and coach their entire life. Weak men be like, well, let's just not ask her a question. Because you don't want to, you don't want to make her look bad. You don't want to make her cry. So we allow the bullshit. 
allow they, they start answering questions with questions and then they want you to answer a question and they ain't answer one question watch out for this this is emotional manipulation it is abuse and it is them lying without omission by not giving you the information then we ultimately fall for without pressing them this is not true strength this is weakness walk the hell away that's where your power is you don't yep somebody said leave them alone you don't yell at them you can yell at them if you want to, right? But listen, you can call her own a name. But I would just say, man, just walk off. Oh, we doing this? Okay. Tell me when you want to grow up. All right, get the hell up out of there. You got to do this really early. Last one, rejection is a power that they use to weaken you. If you pissed them off, if you did something, they can reject you. No sex tonight. Oh, you did this. You pissed me off. No sex. All right, so they'll use the rejection against you. This is a power that women are using. It's the front line of defense for themselves. So rejection is how they learn how to deal with men. They know men want something from them. Reject. They'll use rejection as a way to uh, raise their value. They're with their girlfriend. A man that she would normally be interested in will walk up. She'll reject them to impress her friends. Women are weird like that, but that's what they do. This is an emotion. This is a tactic, manipulation tactic. She'll reject you for sex. She might want sex from you, but she'll reject you. She can wait because she knows you'll be asking again. All right. Uh, she rejects you for sex and intimacy. You don't pout. You walk up out the door and come back smelling like a bar. All right. <laughs> right. Do this before you get married. Don't do this when you're married. Your girlfriend says, come over. I want to hang out. You come over there. She on her period. You start, you hang out with her for two hours. Then you get into the bedroom. Come on to the bedroom. She's like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. I started my period. Walk the hell out. Don't say nothing. She manipulated you. She lied by omission. She knew she was on her period. She knew she was going to start her period. But she got out of you non-sexual attention. <laughs> Just start the hell, get, get in the car. She misled you. That was a manipulative tactic. That's how they do things to weaken you. Now you sitting up there cuddling her ass. Can't we just cuddle? Soon as you do this, you weakened yourself. Now you sitting there cuddling her with a rock hard salami, and she don't want to drop her neck either. Yeah, well, just hang out without the sex. Okay. Mm. Now you're cuddling her to sleep. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, listen, let me know when you're off your period. Walk the hell off. <laughs> all right anyway now if she told you this over the phone and said let's hang out today and you said okay i do want to tell you that i'm spotting today i might start my period and be bleeding like a stuffed pig all right and you go over there still that's your decision yeah that was your decision all right you went over there so that's fair game at that particular point if you hang out and you ended up cuddling with a rock hard stiffy you decided to do that that's two different things. So women are like, that's crazy. No, you should have told me <laughs> what it was. And you're supposed to tell me what it was before I come up over there. All right. You should have told me you was on the rag. All right. Come on. Okay. I'm bleeding, but I'll drop that neck. All right. If I, that's what I need, I might come over still. <laughs> All right. But these are childish games that they play against you. Young women tend to try to get away with this. If you're an older woman and you try to do this, you a personal foul. All right, anyway, last one is uh, rescheduling as a manipulation tactic. 
Um, in my opinion, a weak man allows a woman to reschedule on him. Again, ladies like, but there are circumstances. But um, but if you're meeting up or you're planning to meet up and um, you're eager to meet up and you've given her plenty of advance notice and she's rescheduled in any way, I would say leave her alone. All right, let her cool off and uh, give her a couple of weeks. This is the way you would play it. She comes around, you give her instructions, let's meet on Thursday. Okay, cool, what time? 8 o'clock. All right, she agrees. Then she reschedules on you last minute. Oh, can we reschedule? Can we, can we, give me one second here. This, this phone's going off. Can we reschedule? Something came up. That's going to be, a, okay, absolutely, we can reschedule. Let me look at something about three weeks from now. She's thinking about rescheduling tomorrow. Maybe she's trying to reschedule you and drop you. Maybe she's one to back out. She found out something about you. Okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be out of town the next couple of weeks or I'm doing a work project. You don't need to give her an excuse. Let's look at something three to four weeks from now. Three to four weeks. Put her ass on ice. Ice. Ice her ass. And the reason you're going to do that is because you have no scarcity. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, let me look at this. Today's the 22nd. How about December 15th? I think I'm going to be available then. Does check your check your schedule. It seems like you're important. December 15th work? <laughs> I gave you a date that worked for me. I actually set aside some very important things to meet with you tonight. But obviously, you don't realize that I'm an important person. Ice her ass. All right, now, this isn't a game. She played a game with you by rescheduling. Now, another rescheduling right here. Because she ain't the, she not my priority. I was doing you a favor, right? I was doing you a favor. Last one, she reschedules any detail instruction that you gave her. All right, hey, we're going to meet at 8 o'clock at this parking lot at this restaurant on Thursday. Well, why can't we meet on Friday? How come we can't meet here? How about we meet at 8 o'clock on Thursday, but we meet at this restaurant that's closer to my house? I would not even talk to this woman. I wouldn't even talk to her. Don't even say nothing else. Don't respond. Don't say, I gave you the instructions. You failed. Don't say, never mind, you goofy broad. Don't call her a name. Don't say you heard me the first time. Leave that response on red. And then by the time 8 o'clock on Thursday creeping up, she ain't heard shit back from you. She like, oh, uh, you got my previous text, didn't you? <laughs> don't say how about you delete my number don't block don't block her don't block her all of that feeds back to her don't block her don't don't say delete my number don't respond emotionally why why she gonna screenshot it and she gonna say look at this guy she gonna post it on her instagram and facebook and she's like look at this guy don't give her no ammunition 
She's going to screenshot that shit with a picture of your goofy ass holding a fish on Tinder. And she's going to say, look, he blocked me. Look, he got mad. Look at these emotional ninjas. Don't say shit. Just leave it. Just ignore, ignore, ignore. Leave her ass silent. Ghost. Don't say nothing. Let her figure that shit out. Hopefully she figures out, damn, he ain't playing. Sometimes they'll come back and say, oh, I actually worked it out. I can meet you on Thursday at 8. That's what I thought. Okay, I'll see you then. Remember in sales, the first one to talk is the first loser. She hit you with the objection. Soon as you open your mouth, you lost. I would immediately, <laughs> what you do is that, that I've had some women work that shit out by going silent on them. Oh, like, uh-oh. All right, damn, I didn't hear back from them, and it's 6 o'clock, 6.30. You know what? I can meet you. I was like, boy, you text me just in time because I was about to make another arrangement. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, you don't have to deal with their bullshit. And if she's a woman dealing in not scarcity as well, she'll be like, I don't care. And if she didn't care, if she said, I don't care about you anyway, I got other dudes and I got other options. Consider that you dodged the red flag. You dodged the bullet because she wasn't taking you seriously to begin with. So if she said, who you think you are? I'm a woman that got options. Well, she was going to treat you like that on the date anyway. She was going to treat you like that on the meetup anyway. She was going to treat you like a piece of shit, a weak man like she perceived you to be, another option. She was going to string your ass for a dinner date and have your ass stuck on stupid, patting your head, so she was already dealing with, she was already imagining you being weak anyway. Mm. So she did you a favor. All right, anyway. Anyway, enough about that, man. Enough about that. Look, let's get to these super chats. These are all just some things that I know men deal with on a daily. You cannot show weakness. Uh, responding back and saying you are no good broad anyway is weakness. Screenshot, post. Blocking her. She's going to find a way to find out you blocked her. And she's going to look at them. Look at this ninja. He blocked me. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> um, do not block them. Just leave their ass sitting there. And weeks later, she's going to come crawling back. You know, women are short-sighted. So she, weeks later, she'll look. Hey, you know how many women? Hold on for a second. You know how many women I got? Hey, hey, hey. Let me show you. Oh, never double text, by the way. And they don't get the hint. They always crawl back. Sometimes I don't respond to them because they may have flaked or they didn't follow through uh, or, or any of these things. Hold on for a second. Well, let me see here. And if they do that, I'm like, hey, it's okay. Look. <laughs> Look at this. I'm trying not to show. Hold on. I'll screenshot it. Look. Hold on, hold on for a second. Look. Can you see that right there? Right there? Look. Just one after the other, one after the other, you, just so I can, oh, you can't see it. Let's see if I can see it. All right, look, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. All right, just leave that ass. They'll be back. What was the dates? I ignored May 7th, May 11th, June 3rd, July 15th. <laughs> nope. Women always, I, 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 I want guys to know, women don't have as many options as they, as they want you to, you can't see. Many women don't have as many options as 
they make you want to believe. Uh, let's see here. There's another one. And I know I was like, she's not doing what I wanted to do. Ignore. But just make sure you don't give them evidence as to why to take your ass to court and falsely allege something. Let me see here. If you're interested, most of the people aren't interested in this. I had to go to my other phone. I had to go to my other phone. All right. So same thing. Same same thing. Just to say here. What? June 5th. June, July 28th, September 5th, September 7th. (laughs) They always come back. If they don't come back, I don't even remember them. (laughs) All right. They all, I don't even remember them. I've had the who, who, just leave them. Boom, 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 boom. Women come back. They are dealing in scarcity. They be coming back. They have no shame. They have no shame at all. By the way, young lady is a freshman at the university. Are you a freshman at the university? No. no. <laughs> all right. You look like no. a freshman. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to these super chats. Let's see here. Shout out to John Doe. Coach spitting. Facts, as usual, if you have a rotation, let them know that you have options. They will respect you, and they will fall in line. They're more likely to be inclined to say, interesting, okay, let me see what this guy's about. Okay, they will, they will, I'm telling you, but you got to be up front early. Shout out to D. Weezy says, they asked for a leader until you don't lead the way or her way. Then they will give you the Scooby-Doo legs. He says, hit the running sound for me, Coach. Indeed. Um, a lot of guys will do that. They will do, um, they, they will, women want, hey, ladies, are you here? Do you want a man to lead? Do you want a man to lead? Do you want a man to lead? That is my question. If, in fact, you do, I'm going to tell you one thing about leadership. That most people forget. So this woman says yes. If you. We have another woman. Somebody said they see money at that age only. Dia. This is false. I'm actually. I I have to coach these women. Thank you for being here ladies. First of all. Let me attack the leadership thing. And then the woman that says they see money at that age only. Number one. Number one. A man or a leader that leads oftentimes has to do so without without a meeting. They often have to make decisions in a timely manner. A leader is not someone that waits every time they make a decision as a collective. Sometimes a leader has to lead without giving, uh, uh, without having everybody's input. In fact, the best leaders are the people that can lead in the clutch. The people that can take the ball and take the bull by the horns. 
the people that can step up. Those are the best leaders. So leadership is not defined as, hey, we had a powwow. Okay, you take the lead. I approve of your decision. Leadership requires that somebody actually takes the lead. Now, if you say, well, I like you leading, but not like that, you've lost. I don't like the way you lead. Well, you cannot like it and make the decision not be here, but this is the only way I can lead. I have to, I can't have a committee decision. I can't have a point guard by committee. I can't have two quarterbacks. I can't have two head coaches. I got to take the lead. Sometimes you can question my decisions and afterwards say, hey, maybe we should have did this. Maybe we should have did that. We can get input then. But I got to go now. If I'm constantly waiting, hey, honey, what do you think? Should I buy this refrigerator? I already lost. Hey, honey, I bought this refrigerator. Hope you like it. This is your gift, right? So this is the one thing about leaders is that everybody wants to tell the leader that they want input before decisions are made. We can't do this. This is impossible. Now, if I'm a submissive man, then we can lead by committee, but I guarantee you there'll be a lot of red tape, delays, we'll miss opportunities and so forth and so on, right? Then you'll say, Eventually, a woman will say, because I've led in weakness before, then a woman will say, how come you ain't leading? She'll push you to lead. That's number one. Number two. Number two. The question was, women at that age only want you for money. This is not true, and um, I want to prove this to you. All women see money and or resources. To say that a woman between the age of 18 to 25 only wants money from a man or a man that they're dealing with and a woman 25 or a mature woman doesn't want money would be the opposite. In fact, women are more expensive as they age. They're not cheaper. They've already experienced things that, like you could take a girl to Chili's and she's 23. This might be a new experience for her. You might even give her a greater experience and it would be somewhat new. She would be excited by it. A woman that's 35 has been to Mastro's, Fleming's, Javier's, Ruth's Chris. She's been to these things many, many times. She's traveled on her own. So that when I give her these situations, it doesn't mean nothing. It just deflects. Oh, thank you. I have to take her ass to the top of the stratosphere on a spinning goddamn restaurant. I got to take her on a plane where they serving us and fine dining us private for her to get an orgasm. A woman that needs help in her 30s needs a muffler. She needs back rent for two months, which could be two to $5,000. A woman that owns a home in 30 plus needs a roof on her house. The shingles are falling off. She needs a hot water heater. She needs you to pay for her insurance on her car. She wants you to take her ninja on an international for flight around the world and I, yeah, yeah, to impress her. She needs an income of $150,000 a year. She needs you to take her horseback ride and a horse and carriage. You can't impress the bitch. She... She need to move into your house and about to cause you a calamity. She need, <laughs> she need to pay off that student loan debt, $25,000, $45,000, $126,000.
She needs to get on your insurance in marriage. She need to. She need an engagement ring, sixty thousand dollars engagement ring. She need her titty implants adjusted at five to seven thousand dollars. Now, a woman that's in her twenties that wants a man for money is like, I need you to pay for my cell phone bill. One hundred and seventy-five bucks. Can you pay my light bill with my four roommates? $26. I want you to take me out to a nice date. Olive Garden, $55. <laughs> right? Let's go on a trip. All right? Los Angeles, Southwest flight, 375 bucks. <laughs> right, come on, what? Mm. A older woman is way more expensive. She got kids. I need you to pay for my kids' football helmet. Uh, $1,330 and shoulder pads and the league fee. Girl, junior college girl, can you uh, pay for my nail set? Sure, 175 bucks. Yeah. Older women, can you buy me the new G-Wagon? $150,000. It's, it's wild what these people come up with. Them women only want you for money. Man, an older woman is way expensive. Can you pay for my new veneers and uh, teeth? You know what I mean? She wants you to pay for her new teeth and surgery. And you need to pay for my babysitter too. Man, please. Can you pay my bills, an older woman? All right, yeah, I'll pay your bill. She's three months behind on the electric bill. 850. What the hell? <laughs> Can you buy me some shoes? The young girl tells you. I'll buy you some shoes. You go out. How much what, what shoes you want right there? Them right there. 125 bucks. You take an old woman out. She going out Jimmy Choo, all right? She got a room full of shoes she don't wear. She had Jimmy Choo, $750, $1,000 for a pair of shoes. You like, what the hell? <laughs> Transmission slipping. $2,350 on an older woman's car. Older women want more money. More money. They got emergencies that are in the thousands of dollars. Emergencies. Young girls, emergency, they're going to turn my cell phone off. All right, what you got, baby? Come on over and drop that neck real quick. Come on, what you got? It's barbecue in there. All right, 175 bucks, baby. I'm your savior. Yeah, a young girl be like, what do you want, baby? Oh, can you give me the Air Force Ones, daddy? Yeah, daddy. All right, the Air Force. Oh, you want them Air Force Ones? I got you, baby. Say no more. Air Force Ones for the young lady right here. Here you go right there. $75. Looks like we're good. You got the bricks. We good, baby. Women need new sets of tires. Older women need new sets of tires. They need a whole four tires. I had one tire blowout, daddy. But now I need a whole four tires because all of them look like race licks at the F1 Formula One Las Vegas race. Uh, Daddy, can you give me two and four sets of tires? $550. (laughs) 
That's old women versus young women. Talking about women, them women that age only see money. Please. They on the cheap. They on the cheap. Nothing costs more than 200 bucks for a younger chick. <laughs> an older chick need a muffler, a wheel alignment, rotation, new four sets of tire, transmission. All right. They need they 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 tags expired. All right. They got an out headlight and a tail light. <laughs> Talking about younger girls only see money. Behind on rent, creditors calling them from eight years ago, trying to collect old debt, lawsuit, child support back due, student loan debt calling them, bankruptcy. They need to move in. They about to get evicted tomorrow. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Talking about young girls only see money. What money? If you got 200 bucks, you good. Older woman, they ain't had an oil change and... 50 to 80,000 miles. Yep. Hospital <laughs> bills. This is just not even right. My car didn't start. New to knee, new, new alternator. And you need a tow because you ain't got triple A. Man, please. Please, please, please. Gentlemen, don't listen to that, man. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. It's, it's way on the cheaper. They ain't got nowhere near the obligations. That an old woman got. And then you paying down obligations for this old woman. You got to ask yourself. Like what am I doing? They need to get one of their baby daddies out of jail. Or one of their badass kids bail them out of jail. $5,000 bond. $50,000 bond at 10%. <laughs> Here we go. All right, what are we doing here? Let me get to these, man. Ah, look, man, we're here to educate, and we're here to edutain. Shout out to David, man, with the thumbs up. With the thumbs up. I'll be glad to pass on 75 bucks. Here, here, lady, here you go. She think I'm the, I'm the savior. All right, we got Xavion. Megan Kelly from Fox News confirmed competition anxiety live on the air. Some young thing was checking out her husband at a tennis club. She admitted she made sure to shag him extra hard as soon as they got home, as soon as she felt under threat. And he says, let's not forget Lisa Sparks. She holds the world record for sleeping with 919 men in one day. Women can definitely do uh, for every other reason other than pleasure. Yep. So we got to get it out of our head that they're doing it for pleasure. And also it takes the onus off of you of pleasuring them. Now, if you're into pleasuring women, I would say go for it. But most of the, many times, ladies, you can confirm. If a woman was not into giving you her body for her pleasure, and I, you will, many men will find this out. You will find this out. Like you'll be with her. She'll come over and then she just wants to see you feel good. She just kind of getting it through it. She just wants to get through it. You will try to take your time with her to have her enjoy it, and she will stop you. She'll stop you because she's not there for pleasure. She's there for something else like money or, or to make you feel good or to connect with you, to see you. So another, because if she's not there, another woman's in her bed, in that bed. So she'd rather be there than at home thinking about if you got another woman there. So that's why she's there. A lot of people don't know that that's how their little bird brains work. 
So then she laying in bed with you and you about to take her for 45 minute joy ride. She going to shut it down. You going to start doing this and doing that. She going to just like, just come on, man. Just jump inside. She'll pull you up. Just get up here. Come on. She'll tell you to finish up. I hope you finish up. Come on, finish up what you need to finish. So she wasn't even there for the pleasure. She was there for a whole other reason. And she used that to get there. A lot of people don't understand this, but this is a truth. It's a truth. It's undeniable. They will show up. It's kind of like, um, have you ever seen a football team trade for a player? And you're like, why did they trade for them? The guy that comes to mind is the Dallas quarterback, Trey Lance. Trey Lance was struggling with the 49ers. They traded, Dallas Cowboys traded for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the third string quarterback for the Cowboys. And everybody said, why did they trade for him? Why did they trade for him? Why did they trade for him? It's quite obvious if you know how to work a system and manipulate. Why did they trade for him? Let's see if you can figure it out. You'll figure it out now that I gave you the example. Why did they trade for him? I know you guys are a little bit far behind, but this is, gives you an insight. See if you can figure it out right here. Yep. Blake Panther got it. They traded for him. He said that need competition. Black Blake Panther got it. Yep. Strife XL got it. They traded for him so no other team picks him up. No other team gets him. Let's say, for instance, let's say, for instance, Trey Lance was just struggling with 49ers, but and the 49ers was going to get rid of him. And then he goes to the Seattle Seahawks and then the Seahawks or the Rams and the Rams and the Rams are a threat now and he starts meshing well with the Rams. And now the Rams are a contender now because he goes there. Let's just say, for instance, then what happens is you just allow a team that you're contending against to get rid of a talent that can actually make another team competitive. But if I take him on my team and sit his ass on the bench, he's off the market. Now he's not a threat. Now he can't take another team and turn them around and make a better fit. Now I got his ass sitting on ice over here. I just made him not even, I just made him not a, a factor. Here you go. He's sitting over there. Now I got less competition. You can't let a talent, a potential uh, first round draft pick, just go to another team and then make that team better. Now, women do the same thing. Women will do the same thing. They'll say, I'd rather be around you and doing nothing or give you lost leader sex than sitting at home wondering if you're having sex with someone else. It's a little deep. But I'd rather give you lazy sex. I'd rather give you sex and make you thinking about getting sex than to have you have her sitting at home and she don't hear from you knowing that you blowing another woman's back out. So she'll come over there and say, I just want to be around you. I'll just lay down for you. I'll just do whatever. 
So that is a strategy. It's a mating strategy. Instead of her asking and wondering and showing up and stalking you, she'll come over there and give you some lazy ass sex. That way, no other women are in there in that bed. She's in the bed. <laughs> right? Anyway. Because otherwise, they just guessing. Otherwise, they sitting around with her friends. I wonder if he has another woman. But it is a mating strategy. It's called mate guarding. People do this. And you don't have to think that they're doing it consciously. It's kind of a subconscious mindset. It's kind of a manipulation, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, right? It's mate guarding. She just mate guarded you. Well, I just want to be around you. I don't care if I, I don't even care if you're too busy. I just want to be there. And she'll just sit there. And you're like, damn, it happens. She'll just sit in there in my kitchen. She just sitting there on my bed, just sitting there. And you're like, she's just letting, she just waits. I'll be here when you come out. And I'm here doing a four-hour live stream. She ain't even complaining. She just sitting there. Come back. She's sitting there. <laughs> That's mate guarding. That's called mate guarding. That's making sure that when you, when you are available, she's there for you and that nobody else is there. Right. Otherwise, she at home just thinking about it. All right. Anyway, because they're really insecure like that. Don't ever think that they ain't this petty. They very petty. Shout out to Jahari says, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, coach. How long should a man have sex time wise? He says women be wanting to have sex for two hours. That's much too long. What do you think? And if you're important, you don't have time for two hour sex. If you ain't, if you ain't have shit going on in your life, you got time for that. Make it make it make sense. If you are giving woman two hour sex, uh, uh, two hour sex, you're indicating to her that she's the most important thing to you, and you ain't got shit more important to do. Now, occasionally, okay, but I got something else to do. I got way more important shit going on than to do two hour marathons with you all the time. Okay, this is an occasional thing, but. You know, again, try to tr try to figure out what you're trans what, what you're what you're indicating to her when you do things. If you think women don't sit around thinking about this, I just showed you this meme right here. They said everything you do, everything you say means something. Everything you do, everything you say means something. She's going to try to figure out what it means. Oh, I must be really important to him. He gives up all his friends, his hobbies, his his work. He gives up everything. He leaves his job early. He stays with me. He shows up late to his job. For me, I'm the most important. I'm more important than everything. All right, and I can dictate and control him based on just giving him sex. Uh, you know, it's, it's not required. Anyone who requires that, uh, I don't know what to say. Pay for it. I don't know what to tell you, man. These, these women are not to be used like, that's a succubi activity. But um, it, again, occasionally, okay. Not on, definitely not on a weekday. I got way more important shit to do. Shout out to our brother here, D. Weezy says, they ask you to lead. I got that one. Ray Allen says, coach, it's always a revelation listening to you. I'm on a dating site now, and almost every woman is monetized there. She needs to grab them ankles. Yep, it's getting to that point. It's getting to the point. Gen Z is monetized. Older women, understand that Gen Z is monetized. If you're dealing with older men, they're being sold and offered peace leave on dating apps. 
Most men won't tell you this because they have they they have a scarcity mindset. I show women my dating app activity. I show the junior college my dating app activity. I'll show it to them. You think they're going to run? Not really. They'll be like, oh, shit. Some of them run. Weak women run. But I show always, I always indicate that there's competition. Even if you think you're getting in there with me, it's like, nah. Right? I'm like, damn, I'm still getting messages. I get 10 messages a day. All right? On dating app, look at all these women matching with me. Look at all these possible matches. <laughs> all right? Uh, that's called leverage and options. If she want to bounce, go ahead. But um, even, even on dating apps, they're trying to get you to come to Snapchat and Instagram, and they try to sell you some. Robert D says, thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you, Robert D, for your first super chat, I believe. And the original with the co-sponsorship, man. We went long today. Yep. The original with the co-sponsorship. Shout out to you. I don't even know what that emoji is, but uh, take these, take this information for what you want to deal with it. And we're going to be back. We'll be back tonight for a brief stream and a brief stream in the morning. Thursday morning only for a brief stream. We'll be back. Let me check the cash apps as we are on the way out. And uh, shout out to you, brothers, man. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. I'm checking on Venmo. Checking on Venmo real quick. And then, oh, by the way, last point on this one. If, if, if indeed you committed to a girl, if you committed to a girl, she should understand that you looked at every other option and chose her. She should not see an easy commitment from you. She should understand that, hey, I committed to you above all these others, above everything I had in my life. You beat out everybody. That's a commitment. That's a commitment a man should give. A man that comes in and says, there was nobody else I was talking to before you, and then you overly commit to her, you lost. You lost in weakness. Anyway, don't give up your commitment so easy out here. Find some other shit to do. Women are not your priority. She should be yours, though. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Peace.